Where'd y'all go yesterday? This place called Pop. It's a nice place, but it's way too many people. It was overcrowded. And it's a nice place. Like, there's a nice little bar, and it's like a straight line with, like, a box, and it's two floors or whatever. Um, and lots of places to sit. But uh-huh. the thing is, uh, it was too ghetto. Like, it was a Harlem party, I guess. Oh, okay. A whole bunch of, you know, people from Harlem was there, and then some people from... Brooklyn was there, and some shit happened like three o'clock. Some dude got hit in the face with a bottle. And, Are you serious? And wow. I'm serious. And um, you know those occupancy signs that tell you uh, if there's this many people, more than this many people here is dangerous and unlawful. Uh oh. That number was 107. There had to have been like 200 people in there. Jesus Christ. Or more. And they were not frisking anybody. Nothing like that. It was just you know going, and. That kind of sucks. Yeah. Are you recording, by the way? Yes, I am. Oh, good. So we have that story. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, dude got hit in the face with a bottle, and cops came and shut down the party. I mean, I wasn't really doing much of anything but sitting down listening to music anyway. Yeah. But it was was a good time while it was, you know. Why, why, why play guitar here when you could go play real guitar? Why play Saints Row when you can go go to pop? Exactly. That 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 was what happened last night. Went out, people didn't know how to act, and now we home. Welcome to the abridged episode 144 of the TryGames.net podcast. We're recording really early, earlier than we usually do because I'm a chump. Uh, it's August 29th, uh, a Saturday, and no one has sent in their mailbag questions, so you all suck. Yeah, uh, suck. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a somewhat shortened episode, but to make up for it, we're going to attach Pete's trilobite, which has been lingering on our server for about two to three weeks now. <laughs> Maybe four? What's 29 minus 2? 27. So that would be uh, four, almost four weeks now. His trilobite has been lingering on our server. I'm sorry, Pete. Uh, so <laughs> we'll just attach it at the end here, uh, and then you'll get a nice long, you know, you get a nice long Peter, as it were. But uh, right, right <laughs> now you're... <laughs> Peter. Right now you're stuck with uh, co-host Al. Yeah, that's me. And myself, that's Austin. And we have the usual shit for you today. Uh, actually, I don't really, because I haven't been playing much. But Al's been playing some shit. So why doesn't Al tell what people are Al? Are, why doesn't Al tell the people what Al was playing this week? Uh, more summer Al? night. More, more summer night. Oh. Uh, my character's level forty-three or something like that. Oh. Played for about fourteen something hours. Game is still good. Oh. Um, I think I'm almost done with it because you you can kind of tell with the way the games work sometimes. You know, like if there's a game that has four elements, you know, for example, this game has fire, water, wind, and um, thunder. Yes, sir. Something like that. Yeah, fire, water, wind, and thunder. And you go to stages that have those types of enemies so that you can get those types of resources to uh, make your weapons and whatnot. Uh, So... I already went to the water place because that was the first area. I went to a volcano, which is the fireplace. 
and I went to a lighthouse, which is the wind place, and now I'm in a uh, fortress, which is the lightning, thunder, electric place. So I have a feeling that I'm going to be near the end, and besides, uh, this thing really surround like the main story, I guess, or the first premise that they give you is that you're in this tournament to become a craft lord or a craft knight or whatever the fuck it is. I think you're mm. already a craft knight apprentice, and a craft lord is higher than the craft knight. Um, and I'm in the semifinals, but I haven't had my semifinal match yet. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm getting close to the end of the game. Probably 20 hours, so I'll probably be done by the end of the week. Um, I haven't played anything else, really, besides Call of Duty 4 this morning. Uh, this has been a rather quick week, but what have I been doing? I guess how, I've been sleeping. How far are you in Call of Duty 4? Ah, I have no idea what how this game works. Like, <laughs> time. I, I'm redoing like the stage that they had you do in the beginning of the game, I think. Where you had to chase Alassad. Okay. And um, like I'm, I'm playing through this level. I'm like, I played through this level already. And I'm remembering, I think you play through part of it. I think you play it as the intro to the game. Yeah, yes. Yes. So that's where I am. Doing okay. it like for real, quote unquote, I guess. Okay, so you're just in the beginning. Yeah, I, I this is the first time I picked up this game in like how many weeks? Ever. Two months, three months. First time I picked up this game ever. Yeah, I, I couldn't sleep this morning. I went to sleep at think around four thirty. And uh-huh. then I woke up at six thirty. And then I woke up at eight forty five, something like that. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Eight forty five. Eight forty five. Eight forty five. I also uh, mentioned that uh, I purchased Madden Ten <laughs> on a whim because uh, dudes who I used to work with are holding a franchise league. Or one guy wants to hold a franchise league. He's still trying to get it together. Uh, I I threw Ron in the mix because he like needs people so much. He needs people. That's why he talking shit all the time. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I, I threw Ron in it, and I'm going to try and get my uncle and his friend in it, uh, Ben, as you know him. I never, yeah. ever called him that in my life. Uh, Master Ben. <laughs> so uh, hopefully we can get 12 teams up. Like, he was trying to get 32, but um, with 12 teams would probably do a good job, have a good time, and uh, whatnot. I know he's going to do the most trash okay talking. Enough. Ron. <laughs> you hear that, Ron? Ben uh, is very large and he looks very strong. So just you know, make sure your make sure your kung fu is correct. And he's pretty damn good at medicine since he's been playing it since the original. Oh no, you just encouraged him. Uh, uh, and he's but, been playing, you know, uh, 08 and 09 since he had a 360. But like, there was a period of time I think between like 96 and 2005. Or 2006, after uh, they took out NFL 2K, because mm. he used to play NFL 2K because he had a Dreamcast. Yeah, Dreamcast. Now let me ask you something. Do you know how to play Madden? And when I say that, I don't mean that like in jest. I mean because Madden is like to me is really that, that's like asking some casual gamer off the street to come on to 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 step in and play like uh, Master of Orion three. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I've I've been playing Madden since the first one too. Since you know, I've I got that from my uncle. Okay, you just don't. You just never owned one. 
I never owned one personally. Like, actually, I did own one. I owned uh, Madden '95, and that somehow disappeared somewhere. Oh, okay. Um, but Madden '95 was like my favorite Madden, and that's why I had it along with the original NHL hockey. And those games are gone now. Oh. Yeah. But I still have Mutant League football, which is a Madden clone. Nice with mutants <laughs> uh, and a league. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I used to play up until about I think '98. 99 and then once it started moving once we got into the dreamcast playstation 2 era i was only playing nfl 2k 2k right right and then you know, you know i won <clears throat> nfl 2k5 or whatever the last one that was that came out that was 20 dollars when it came out but i didn't have mm-hmm. a 360 <laughs> oh so uh yeah that that kind of didn't work out you know i was uh where is this article there is um there's a, a pretty interesting write-up on OneUp.com about, like, Madden, and... Oh, here we go. It was written on the 17th of August. It's called Hardcore Gamers vs. Madden Players. Why do hardcore gamers shy away from one of America's most popular franchises? And I'm reading... I'll send you the, you the link right now. Um, this this was by some guy named John Constantine. Um, posted on OneUp as a feature, and... Uh, the first paragraph says, I get it, you love video games, you are quote-unquote hardcore, your library is impressive, you know what's current and good, you'll play anything and everything. So why are there no sports games on the shelf next to Tales of Vesperia and Uncharted? Why, when it's a critical darling with a games ranking average comparable to Braid, do you not play Madden? This is a conversation I had myself after E3 after getting to look at this year's Madden entry, but it's one I could have with any number of people reading this. Why is it so that so many hardcore gamers out there turn up their noses at Madden when it's considered one of the deepest, most demanding games out there? Saying that many gamers don't like football is not a compelling answer. After all, do you need to be a war enthusiast to like Call of Duty? Are all Final Fantasy fans melodramatic fashion buffs? <laughs> How many <laughs> SimCity to be these days? Yeah. How many SimCity players have a vested interest in civic planning? Subject, aesthetic tone. I'm sorry, subject, aesthetic, and tone may dictate much of our taste in video games, but that doesn't change the age-old axiom that how a game plays is what matters, not what it looks like. So this article, I mean, it's a pretty interesting write-up because he proposes that, like, if you just come at Madden not as a football game but just as a video game and you just break down its parts and the strategy involved in it, then it's just like any other game out there, and anybody should have a great time with it if they, if they want to invest themselves in, in, in something that's deep. So mm-hmm. I found I found that pretty interesting. I mean, I do disagree with a lot of the points he makes, but they are th- that's just on a personal level. I mean, he does make very compelling points. So right. you know, it's funny. I don't believe that the sentiment uh, or the stigma that hardcore gamers uh, kind of refuse Madden was existed back when we were teenagers. I think that a lot of people who were classified as hardcore gamers would include Madden, like, back in Madden 92, 93, 94, 95 days. Uh-huh. That was a part of our repertoire. You know, that was a part of, like, a, a, I know you, you never played Madden, right? Well, right, like, but I did, I did play basketball games. Right, you played live. And, and it's sports, you know, so I think, I think it fits into that category of what it, he's saying. It does, because, you know, I used to have sports games, like, intermingled within all the other games that I had. Mm-hmm. And then as I got older, the sports games kind of phased out. And I don't know if it's a, a mark of realism or not for me personally, where it's like, okay, well, I could spend my time playing this basketball sports game or I could be out playing something, you know, like the the whole Guitar Hero conversation. Mm-hmm. 
Um, although I I don't play much basketball, you know, or I don't play many sports at all, but um, I can play sports if I felt like like if for example, if I really wanted to get out of the house and go to the park, right? And if I could play like football, like guys used to, um, they they were gonna set up a, a touch football or flag football, or they really wanted to do tackle football. But I know some big dudes who are my friends that I don't feel like getting fucking shit broken because <laughs> you know I'm I'm on the run with the with the ball and you got like five two hundred fifty pound dudes chasing you. That's kind of tough. But I would I would take a a, a gamble and and still play. You know that kind of thing. Right. Um. But even so, I feel more attracted to I guess. Uh, the the more fantasy, the more less real, the more less the less realistic <laughs> games out there than something that is so trying to be as real as possible as Madden. Right. I think that that's where like I I'm more attracted to stuff like, for example, Bayern Commando. That's fantasy. I'm attracted to. Are you like, sure? Because uh, my uh, arm <laughs> grabs onto things and and goes like ten feet out. And I have dreadlocks like you do. I'm scared of you now. Well, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm attracted to stuff like Okami, where, you know, it's fantasy world, running around as a wolf, blah, blah, blah. I'm attracted to Gears of War 2, where you're in a futuristic world, shooting a whole bunch of aliens and whatnot. So, you know, it, it's, it's, I guess my tastes have changed. And I, that right. might have also changed along with the, uh, the splitting, maybe of mainstream and hardcore gamers because a lot of the people that like Madden back when they were younger they played more games and they got older and now they kind of live more life so they're more mainstream uh huh yeah that could be it too who knows yeah. uh I think I guess my take on this <clears throat> the whole thing is that it really does well not for everybody but for me it does have to do with the fact that it's not that I dislike football it's that I don't know it mm. I mean he can say, like, oh, you don't know war all you want, but Call of Duty is not a war simulator, whereas Madden strives to be a football simulator. Exactly. There is a huge difference there that he's ignoring. Right. Um, and, like, and that's why I do play NBA 2K, because it is a basketball simulator, and as terrible as I am at the sport in real life, I know it, and I know how it works, and so that's why I'm willing to play it. Um, Madden, like, like I would... I would try to play Blitz, I probably wouldn't necessarily get into it as easily, but I would find a way, because it's arcadey, right? So, oh, yeah, Blitz is a piece of cake. Right. So, yeah, and like, I, I, there's nothing from stopping me from playing arcadey sports games, um, except for basketball, because I kind of like, when I'm in that mode that I want to play basketball, it needs to be 5-on-5, five five, full court, sim, unless it's, you know, and blacktop on NBA 2K. <laughs> and plus, um, you know, um, you know basketball more in depth to be able to play a basketball simulator. Imagine right. if I told you to play FIFA. I mean, yeah, you might. I'd be like, what? Uh, yeah, like I, I, I know soccer, but not enough to play a formal soccer game. So you can't use your hands. <laughs> like I, I mean, I've played soccer personally, but to do something like on a pro level, like play FIFA or play, well, that's the only pro soccer game I know. Uh, all the other soccer games I know are arcade games, which easy to play. Just, that Evolution series from Konami, I think. Oh, Winning Seven and Winning Pro. Seven. Yeah, yeah. That that's uh, 
those games I, I wouldn't be able to get into. All the positions and the stats and what the stats mean and, you know, who's a star player, who's not. That, that's another I, thing. I star tried to player. play Mega Man Soccer, and I was terrible at it, so I stopped. <laughs> that's <funny. laughs> Is that a hiccup? That was a hiccup. <laughs> it was a laugh and a hiccup. <laughs> that was great. Um... But yeah, I, I really, I really do think subject matter does matter. It does matter because there, there's some hardcore games who dismiss first-person shooters. Hardcore gamers, I should say, who dismiss first-person shooters. They say, "I don't like shooting. I don't like war and bl- and shooting and, and military stuff. I like Final Fantasy, or I like, you know, I like strategy or whatever. I don't like this." Sh-. So it really, you know, it really is. Uh, he and I read the article. I can't remember all of it, so I'm hoping that I'm not shortchanging him. But, like, um, it doesn't, as far as I remember it, it doesn't seem like he goes that far past the aesthetic and the presentation of the games of which he speaks. So when he says people don't like football, he's saying that they don't like the, the, the fact that it is football and the, and the look of it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, because he's like, it's all about the way the game plays. And it's like, well, the way the game plays has a lot to do with the football sport because it's a simulation. Yep. So it's not that people don't like what it looks like or like how it's presented. They just don't like the certain aspects of the game that they have to learn. Like, why do you think that I don't play? Um, I play a lot of genres, but let's say let, let's. Okay, why don't I play more in-depth uh, uh, turn-based strategy or 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 or, or real-time strategy games like uh, because Absentor, Mass Orion, that type of stuff. Right, because I haven't got into their mechanics yet, and I'm not fully interested in them, even though at some point I probably will be. I mean, why don't I play MMOs? Like, I don't like the fact that you have to interact, that you have to rely on other people to play them. That's my own little thing, but it's it's mm-hmm. it's it's part of what makes the game go that I have a pro- which with which I have a problem. Right. It's not the way that World of Warcraft looks or feels. It's the fact that there's a certain aspect about how it plays. You know, I really don't, you know, play. Why don't I play Need for Speed? I don't like the way it handles, you know. I don't play Madden. I don't, I don't you know, I, I don't understand football. That's why I don't play it. <laughs> I like it. I don't understand it. Like, I don't get all the, because there's so many rules. There's so many rules, that's why. And I just can't wrap my head around them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what constitutes a good play and what doesn't. I don't know what constitutes when I should run a nickel versus a whatever the fuck, you know. I don't know in baseball, like, which to which base should I throw given a certain situation of which runners are on which base, which bases. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, you know, it's funny about that. I don't yep. really know that all too well either. Um, I think that you can kind of get by without knowing how to apply which plays. It would certainly help. And I think that there needs to be that kind of resource available and I would assume that there's some kind of resource like that on uh, like Wikipedia because I know that there's one for soccer that's what I was trying yeah. to um, like when I was playing uh, soccer manager yeah soccer manager yeah right, manager. right. I, I looked through that for a minute and it was just way too much I'm like I am not getting into it this hardcore right um, I always yeah. wanted to learn uh, when to use certain types of uh Offensive, defensive play la- layouts and whatnot. Like I know some, like uh, you know, you use a shotgun if you need time and space for your quarterback to do whatever. And you use like a, an I form if you want to try and make a hole for a, uh, a back to go through so that you can do a good running play. Or if you want to go through the back hole, yeah. 
Uh-huh. And, uh, <laughs> you know, there are certain plays that you uh, use for certain reasons on offense. But on defense, it's a little shakier for me. Yeah. And see, like, for me, it's like I would like to know them because that's how I – it's kind of like Street Fighter Four. If I'm not going to – if I just, if I felt like I don't really give – it's that argument that we went to before with, with uh, that discussion we had with Pete. If I'm not going to really care too much about learning how to use the focus attacks and the cancels and all that shit, then I might as well just not play it because I'm not – you know, I don't really – I'm not using the game to its full advantage. Right. And when I say that, I mean it's core mechanics. I don't mean like – like because a lot of games, I'll, single player games, I'll play through once and then never touch a multiplayer, never touch whatever. Mm-hmm. But what I mean is the core mechanics. Because that's what you're actually playing, you know. Um, but like, if I'm going to play Street Fighter Four, I want to learn how to use it. And so, if I'm going to play a baseball sim or a, a football sim, I want to know the sport so that I'm actually playing the game, not to be like, Duh? because because I'm not a, a huge fan of those sports. And therefore, if I'm going to want to play those those games, I'm going to want to have some other hook into. Well, why do you want to play this game if you're not a fan of them? Well, I like the I like these elements of how you how the game plays, and I know how to use them. If I don't know how to use them, then Eh, just give me a basketball game and I'll be fa- I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, way to get sidetracked. I'm sorry, I had to ask that though. <laughs> well, it makes a good conversation. Yeah, oh, it does with our sultry voice. Sorry. Uh, yes, uh, I have not actually. The only thing I've been playing was Advance Wars: uh, Days of Ruin. Mm-hmm. I've not been playing anything else. I think Monday. What the fuck did I do Monday? <laughs> That's how I feel. Monday, I think I went to the gym, and then I i don't know what I did on Monday. Maybe I stayed in for once. Tuesday, I went to uh, the, the, the village. Harmonix came again to the Village Poorhouse in New York, and they showed off a preview of uh, a preview build of the fully functional uh, Beatles rock band, because the last time they came, it was only 10 songs. Right. Uh, but they came this time with a fully functional version. Um, and, uh, you were home this week? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought I told you because I because to to recover from the weekend. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought I told you that. I would have went down to Village Poorhouse. I did. I I thought you were gonna come. I, I thought you knew. I, 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 I did know, but I was all like, um, well, Austin's not gonna be out there, and I want to be down there. And like, Dude, trust me. Anywhere you go where Jane is there and she knows you, she will make you feel comfortable so that you're, you'll be fine. Okay. You, sh- you, should conti- you should go on your own and, and you know, look for the tall red-headed girl. Um, <laughs> but then Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday uh, I went out and then Thursday which was two days ago uh, I went out and then yesterday uh, we went to pick up my mom from the airport. She came out from Taiwan and today I'm here. So I didn't, I, I really did not sit down and play anything. Mm-hmm. Um, Except for Advance Wars, Dawn of uh, Days of Ruin, because, you know, on the subway, that's what you play. But um, what I do have here is a list of what I've got my eye on, uh, even though I'll never get to play them, because Ooh. these are new games. But I basically went to Game Rankings, um, and, I mean, I guess this could be a new segment for us, but I went to Game Rankings, and I looked at all the games with at least five reviews sorted from newest to oldest, so I could see what the what the latest hits are. Um, it looks like Batman Arkham Asylum is getting rave reviews, like, oh, almost yeah, everywhere. Everybody is going apeshit insane about this game. Um, everybody on Facebook, everybody on Twitter, everybody on, you know, on, on game rankings. Let's Last see. Uh, Kotaku, they had a uh, uh, poll yeah. over, and 2 to 1, uh, Batman had favorable opinions. 
Yeah, I think GameSpot, uh, Justin Calvert of a GameSpot gave it a 9, uh, Game Revolution gave it a nine, uh, an A-. minus. Like, they're, they're all these um, 9s from these sites that aren't as big. So I'm going to try to see what the other sites said about this. I don't... Um, let's see. Uh, Xbox60.IGN.com. But right now, the uh, the aggregate score and... Yes, I have my you know cynical views about game rankings, but this is just for the sake of this <laughs> yeah. is just for the sake of the segment. Oh, IGN gave it a nine point two. Um, okay. IGN UK gave it a nine point two. Uh, IGN US gave it a nine point three. Um, so, but yeah, I mean the the aggregate for Batman is ninety two percent for the PS three version and ninety one percent for the three sixty version. Uh, Disease Final Fantasy. Huh. That's probably because of the extra Joker stuff. That's only the oh, PS3 version. Right, oh. right. Um, Disease Final Fantasy is actually getting surprisingly good reviews. Um, one Up gave it an A minus. Gamespot gave it an eight point five. Um, and I didn't expect it to because I was watching. Uh, I was watching the Giant Bomb quick look of it, mm-hmm. and like they were fighting and they kept on falling off platforms. And I'm just like, I don't want to deal with that shit. But I guess it apparently turned out well. Uh, there's this game called Cursed Mountain that came out for Wii that I, I knew about, but I didn't know it came out. What? And it's a, it's basically a horror, survival horror game on the Himalayas. Hey. And it got decent reviews. Uh, Van Ord from GameSpot gave it a 7.5. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, like, it's not getting, like, oh, 9, 8, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But it's, like, it's it's in that pretty good, like, I'd try it category, which I'm surprised about. Um, but yeah, this is it. Lo- it has a good aesthetic to it. Um, it's again, it's a survival horror, and I kind of, I kind of miss that genre, so I could go back to it. Um, Professor Layton's getting good reviews, and Prime Trilogy also is is getting great reviews. Really? Um, I'm surprised because it's they're uh, old. Sh- it's old shit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess the controls did that much for it. Um, I know that One Up gave it a B plus, uh, specifically because Prime is the one that aged the best, and Prime 2 and Prime 3 not so much. Mm-hmm. It, it, here's a funny thing, is that based on the little that I played of Prime 2 and Prime 3, and what and what I saw you play of it, and how you were blogging your experiences with it, I would say that Prime is still by, still the best one, you know? Yeah. So, um... And you know I'm what's with... funny? I feel like getting that game, even though I own all three. Oh, I'm definitely getting it because I want to play it with the, with the Wii, Ro- Wii Remote. Mm-hmm. I don't, like, the one thing, if anything... That you know that I could say was annoying about that game was you know the the, the controls. I mean not beca- I mean it was fine because it was not a first person shooter per se, but it was kind of cumbersome. And because the game was designed not around shooter mechanics, you could live with it. But just being able to have the freedom of the Wii Remote as we did in Prime Three is something that I want. Um, Shadow Complex is getting rave reviews. Speaking of Metroid game- games. Uh, Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein is getting decent reviews, and I thought it would get better. I thought it was going to be a better game, but a lot of some people, I guess, think it's think it's a little monotonous. Um, I think one one person who I really like reading is Tom Chick, and um, let me let me get to he's a he's a freelancer. He used to write some, and I think he still does write some for um, for One Up and some PC magazines. I believe. I want to say PC Gamer is what he used to write for, but I could be completely mistaken. It could be uh, some other PC gaming magazine. Uh, oh no, I'm sorry, Computer Gaming Monthly. That's why he wrote for he wrote for a one uh, one up. His Wolfenstein review deck says, um, and if it would, if it would if the internet would cooperate with me, go go internet. Uh, uh, it says 
It is as lifeless and plodding as its Nazi zombies, which is saying a lot, since it doesn't even really have Nazi zombies. Thumbs down. What I like about Tom Chick is that he doesn't stick to, like, the review conventions, and yet you can kind of understand exactly what he's saying. And a lot of a lot of the times people accuse him of being fanboyish or, or, or trolly, and that's that's all well and good, but I think he has enough eloquence that it, it's excused because, like, he, he always explains himself. And no score, just thumbs up or thumbs down. Got it. It's Which funny because for... It's yeah, also good, too. Yeah. It's funny because for Prototype, he said, thumbs up, sorta. <laughs> He, I think he had two blog entries on his blog that pointed to his reviews on, on sci-fi.com. And they were both for Prototype, and they were, or maybe they were both for Infamous. I think it was Infamous. They were both for Infamous, and one was thumbs up and one was thumbs down. Because he had a top ten list of the things that were awesome about Infamous, and a top ten list about the things that sucked about Infamous. Mm. So, so he gave it both a thumbs up and a thumbs down. Yeah, I can, um, I can understand that. Yeah. And the Madden, you know, Madden got a got a eighty seven percent, eighty percent for Wii, of course. And then there's this racing game. I it, not racing game. There's this thing called Trials HD. Have you heard of it? Ah, uh, yeah, it's, I love that it, game. What is it? It's got it's good reviews. It got good reviews. Uh, uh it's like. A, uh, well, I'll I, I won't try and peg it somewhere. I will just tell you. Make him say. <laughs> It's a motorcycle game where you have to get from point A to point B as point fast as Point A possible. to B. From point A to B. <clears throat> and all you have is the ability to accelerate, brake, and lean on your bike. And using that, you can manipulate your bike to do flips and uh, go faster or slower depending on what you what Like if you're going up a ramp or going down a ramp. Like if you're going up a ramp and you lean backwards, you're going to fall off. I got you. Um, it's almost like a puzzle game. But at the same time, it's a racing slash trick game. Okay. And it's really funny when you Interesting. crash and stuff. It, it makes me laugh. Giggle. It like makes you laugh. Stuff. Yeah. Oh, I'm, man. I want to buy uh, it. Again. I've been playing the trial. The trial? Of the trials. trials HD trials? <laughs> <laughs> you are witty, funny man. Yeah. All right, let's, uh, let's get off this horse and move on to some of our news bits. Lucy's. But you trained me, Dad. There's a difference. I'm not you. I don't want to kill people. Someday you're gonna find something worth fighting for. I swear I'm not a Oh no, Claire. Had to be right, huh, Dad? We're on to the paltry news bag, and uh, the first thing uh, just coming off of the new releases, Shadow Complex, which is one of them. Um, this is something I did not know. There is this uh, point counterpoint on on Wired slash Game Life, uh, Game Life's 
Wired's blog for video games, if you didn't know, for the past 143 episodes. But um, the point, counterpoint over shadow complex, actually has nothing to do with the game itself. I mean, it, Chris Kohler's sake actually kind of does, but he's joking. Okay. Um, the, the real um, issue here, and the post is by Gus Mastrapa, is um, Orson Scott Card is a novelist, you know, it's a sci-fi novel. I don't know much about him, so all the uber geeks out there are like, you asshole, you don't know anything about him. (laughs) Sorry, I don't. But he's a sci-fi novelist, and he has all these properties and franchises, and Shadow Complex is, um, I guess has something to do with one of his novel franchises. Yeah. Is a spin-off. Yeah, or something like that. based on his new book, Empire. Oh, okay. Okay. So it's based on his new book. So he has some involvement with it. Um, If anybody is somewhat familiar with some of his work, but isn't sure who he is by name. Um, he is the author of Ender's Game, which I have not read and I don't know much about, but that if, that, that's, his, that's his best known work. Um, so, okay, so you say it's... it's um, what was the name of his new book again? Empire. Empire, okay. So Shadow Complex is, is I guess, a side, a side spin or... Side spin. A spin-off <laughs> or... A side story is that's what I tried to say. Yeah. Of Empire. And what Gus Mastrapa here is saying is that um, boycotts can shed light on important issues. And this is the first paragraph. Shadow Complex, a new download for the Xbox 360, was released last week to very positive reviews, but some have taken issue with novelist Orson, Orson Scott Card's involvement with the game. Card, best known for his book Ender's Game, also happens to be an active proponent, uh, an active opponent, I'm sorry, active opponent of gay marriage. Orson Scott Card sits on the board of the National Organization for Marriage, also known as Nom Nom Nom. (laughs) A group founded to fight efforts to extend marriage rights to gay couples. I'll admit to sharing similar concerns. I was first made aware of Card's unfortunate position when Cory Doctorow of Boing Boing called Card's anti-gay screeds disgraceful. That was way back in 2004. But among the gaming community, a group still wanting insensitivity. This may be the first they've heard of Orson Scott Card's Activision. Activision. Activism. <laughs> God. Hover. Hover. Um, active discussion of Activision discussion of the controversy <laughs> has popped up around an opinion piece by Christian Nutt of Gamasutra. Nutt's take on the issue is level-headed, and the discussion there is surprisingly sober. Meanwhile, the thread and the, at the gaming NeoGAF forums asks, "Should we boycott Shadow Complex?" is rife with more of the head-in-the-sand argument of typical gamers who don't want their entertainment and their politics to mix. Um, Many question the efficacy of a boycott. Even Peter David, the comics writer who penned Shadow Complex's dialogue, piped in to call the boycott cheap and vicious and small-minded. He's dead wrong there. The point of the boycott boycott is to start the discussion and encourage people to look at the issue from a different point of view. Epic and Chair may not feel an economic sting around his boycott, Orson Scott Card may not lose a minute of sleep. And he says lose an minute. It should be a minute, but that's okay. Yeah, but but as long as he doesn't misuse the apostrophes. (laughs) 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 If only a handful of people notice how strongly some folks care about the issue of gay rights and take a moment to try to understand where they're coming from, then the boycott can be considered a success. There are dozens of talented science fiction writers working today. Most of them don't come carrying such disappointing baggage. At the very least, game makers should aim to work with those whose talent outweighs their controversial opinions. Card has spent the last 24 years running his questionable legacy into the ground. Is he really worth it? So I guess the question here is, and, and his answer, of course, is yes, but 
is you know does, does a boycott really make sense? And I remember when I was just kind of like being an ass and was like, I'm gonna boycott EA games because I don't you know I don't like how they do shit. Mm-hmm. And like, what what am are they gonna miss my dollars? No. Does it really matter that I'm boycotting them? No. Am I robbing myself of a potentially good game? Yeah, well, that's the point, isn't it? Yeah, it's the point. But like. I, I, I was talking with, and this was a long time ago, and I was talking with Shen Longbo about it. Um, and he, uh, if you remember, he's the guy who no, who, no one who's, whose handle no one could pronounce. <laughs> um, <laughs> Schlingbao. Schlingbao. Um, and he was just like, look, if they're good games, I'm going to buy them. Like, limiting yourself just because of one thing that they did is foolish. And I'm like, well, it's not just one thing that they did. It's not. And I, I'm, I'm pu- I purely recognize that the NFL deal was the NFL's doing. But. Um, like it's it's the way that they handle their product. You know, I don't like the way that they. Uh, this was back when they had Marvel Nemesis and they were eating up licenses and doing all the shit that they were doing just to make a buck and all their oh, shit. Man, was, my heat goes further back than that. And they take companies and run them into the ground, like Westwood and Black Box. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, EA, EA Black Box is still like strong because they use them as one of their best developers. I think. But like I that was that kind of sucked, but it wasn't necessarily my main thing because every company does that. Mm-hmm. Every company can and my my like I don't know like a, a company looking to make a buck and looking to exploit another company will do that. So if we hate EA for that, we're basically hating everybody. That that's my own view. Like I, your view is your view, my view is my view. But my whole thing was the way that they handled their product, and you know I was like I'm willing to forgo the 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 pretty good games I might be interested in. To not have anything to do with the dreck that comes out on their shelves, and of course, yeah, of course, I was robbing myself, and it was kind of petty and kind of stupid. But at the same time, it's like, like at, at least it 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 gave a sense of perspective of why does someone hate EA other than the fact that it's just a big company? Hmm? Why you know people can hate big companies because they're big, or they can hate them for an actual legitimate reason. I chose to not like it because it didn't handle products in the way I thought it should. Right. You know, case in point, Marvel Nemesis. John Riccatello came back and said, you know what? Nah, let's squash this. Let's actually take care of some shit. Dead Space comes out. Awesome. Thing Like, the way that they handle their games now. Awesome. Their support behind Rock Band, even if it was to get back at Activision. Still, great game. Awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. It's starting to get run into the ground. Rock Band 3 is coming out. Yeah, but, you know, how many years has it been? Yeah, it has kind of been three it's years, been... I guess. But... Oh yeah, but at least there's no. Well, can't really say that. I was gonna say at least there's no rock band game coming out this year, but we're yeah, like, Beatles a week away from Beatles. Yeah, yeah, but you know, at least it's not four. Them them letting the Criterion guys take their time with Burnout and come out with free downloadable content for Burnout. Yeah, that's, awesome. That's true. That right? is awesome. So that change in management was like, all right, they're doing things right now. I'm back. In. It's not like they heard me. I'm sure, but they heard. Yes, they did. Psychologically, they heard, psychologically. Yeah, well, they heard telepathically. Telepathically. <laughs> but they heard tons of people like me because I wasn't the only one who thought that. Right. You know, and like it, and and critics, some critics are pretty harsh about that too. So in this case, though, how you know, I don't pretend to be ambivalent. Like I, you know, you can hate people listening can hate me if you want, but. Uh, when I hear people trying to, you know, 
protest against gay marriage and stuff like that. It makes me sad. I I, I support that. You know, I I think that they should be able to. Th- this is based on my very little knowledge of the subject. And yes, I know there there there's certain like aspects to it, like you know, like um, like the money thing and mm-hmm. and because I think one complaint from from a, from a friend of mine was that like look they you know the whole one of the reasons behind um treating a married couple as different as as you know just you know two regular people is the the fact that they're going to have a child right or okay. at the very least the possibility that they'll have a child now again I'm not a fucking lawyer I'm not a doctor either okay so don't quote me on this blame my other friend for telling me this because that's who I'm remembering it from <laughs> But the whole argument was like, hey, look, you know, they might have – they're going to give birth to a child possibly and start a regular family, and like there's certain monetary aspects behind that that you know the government provides for or whatever provides for because you're a married couple that a homosexual couple shouldn't get because they're not going to give birth to a child, and I think that's foolish. They could always adopt. That's true. But and that, that was a married just, couple yeah. can adopt to get the same benefits. Right. And that, that was just one of the arguments I heard. Again, again, I'm not familiar with the laws surrounding this. I don't know any of this. So if I'm wrong, I apologize. Mail in. Please let me know. I'm not familiar with it. Um, but, yeah, it makes me sad to see that. And so, you know, when I heard this at first, I'm like, well, that's an asshole thing of him to do. The more I think about it, though, it's just like, all right, well, he's lending his name to the game. Chair Actually, developed- he's not really lending his name to the game. That was the thing I, I also heard. It was like, Austin Scott Card said, I'm not directly associated with this game. No, he's it's not. Just, it's just that they are using material that I have produced and have been inspired to create a game on my material. That Well, it's actually not what he said. That's what um, dudes from Chair and Epic said. They're right. like, you know, it's not like this is Orson Scott Card's Shadow Complex. Right. This is well, our Shadow Complex, which yeah. is using information based on his book. And, you know, using that argument, I can understand where they're coming from, but I wouldn't use that argument to say that people shouldn't boycott the game. Right. And, uh, but what I was saying was that, like, not letting his name as in Tom Clancy's Tom Clancy game, right. but more like, I mean, it's his shit. They couldn't do anything with it if he didn't say, he didn't give the okay. True. And he's probably getting some kickback from it because it's his property. Exactly. Um, so, I mean, uh, I agree. I wouldn't – I'm looking at this, and I'm like, you know what? This is what it is. Um, I think that I would rather support Chair than not support Orson Scott Card in the, at this juncture. I would feel the same way. <clears throat> so it, it, it's – it, it's, a, it's a difficult line. Like, I, I have – you know, I have my morals, but I'm not like – I'm not on like a super moral high ground where it's just like, you know, Big Tobacco owns several companies that that produce tons of the shit that you buy in America. Oh, I'm not going to buy shit from that company anymore. Yeah, that's like how uh... I feel about Nestle. And I'm like, well, I really can't help it because there are some things <clears throat> that either I don't know that Nestle owns or there are things that I like that Nestle owns and I'm not going to stop buying them just because I know Nestle runs uh, water pumps into villages that need water and they suck it all out and then maybe sell it back to them. Mm. You know? White chocolate cookies and cream. Nestle's. Exactly. You know, one Wait, hand, actually, that was Hershey's. You know what? I could do without Nestle. I got Hershey, bitch. Well, see, on one hand, you got Alpine <laughs> White. 
<laughs> and on the other hand, you got freaking uh, oh goodness, what is the what is their water? Alpine white, but I still I, I'm good with her. She's I'm good with her. She's oh 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 the water. I thought you meant the white chocolate bar. Oh no, no I'm talking. Yeah, the, I don't the, give a shit about bottled water. Chocolate. I drink wa- I drink water from my tap in the water fountain. We well, live yeah, in New York. I do too now. That's why I, I, you know I that's what it was. You have Deer Park. And you have Poland Spring. Those are both uh, Nestle Spring, brands. What it means to be and so I drink Brita now. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I do eat Hershey's. Mm, F Hershey's. Makes me sick after a while. Oh. Enough of this boycott foolishness. Let's move on to something oh, wait, else. What about that... the counterpoint? Oh, that was. Just, yeah. The counterpoint was just basically Chris Kohler joking and saying it's a ripoff of Metroid. Yeah, that, that's what I thought. And then apparently, like a lot, of, like I didn't read the comments, but apparently a lot of people got mad at Kohler for like missing the issue, and Kohler was just like, "Dude, I was making a joke." Yeah, because it so. just see, from the point of what the fuck, this game totally rips off Super Metroid. It just seems like like yeah, he was, how could like, you not tell? Doing the it's like it's like all the people who are just like, "Yo, yo, fucking Chad Warden's an asshole. We got to respond to him." It's like, dude, he's completely making fun of you. PS triple, you know, really, mm-hmm. really, um. But another Game Life article, um, not to do with boycotts necessarily, but bans. Um, the ESRB, wow, has rated it the adults-only version of Manhunt 2 for PC. Fantastical. This is a ghost that is haunting us from the past. Now, having played a significant portion of the original Manhunt, and... Seeing the hacked PSP version, which removes the filters from the murders in Manhunt 2. I, I hate to bring this issue up again, but what was, a, what was mature once now becomes man, man, adult man only. <laughs> <laughs> what was mature, I'm sorry, what was rated M for mature once is now rated AO for adults only. And I know it's a reactionary measure, but I, it just makes me upset because... Uh, you set a precedent for one thing, and then you just go back on that precedent. I mean, there's some heinous-ass shit in the original Manhunt. Heinous-ass shit. Not just heinous, not just assy, but heinous-ass. You know? Even fucked-up repugnant shit? Fucked-up repugnant heinous-ass sitting in a bowl of rice in Viet Cong shit. <laughs> like, I... It's gross, but... Like, oh, I'm trying to think of one of the things that he does... Um. Um, I mean, there's the pen in the eye, there's the plastic bag over the face, there's the, you know, there's the baseball bat that you keep on swinging until the head explodes. Really? There's, there's, I think so. Or I don't know. That was I can't an original. Remember. Yeah, I, there's all this random repugnant shit that, like, you know, that you see in Mortal Kombat. It's gross, but yeah, it's but fine. Yeah, but I think that the difference between Mortal Kombat and Manhunt is possibly the degree of Oh, no, no, I agree. I agree. I, yeah. I, I, I'm not calling it a black and white thing. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that of the stuff that's in there and of the stuff that I saw from Manhunt 2 on PSP that was hacked, it was the same shit. The same shit. It's just that people now are a lot more crybaby because kids are killing each other and they think it's because of these games. I, uh, and I, I think it's – I don't know. But let's see what happens. 
The ESRB has announced via its website that the PC version of Manhunt 2 will carry an adults-only rating. Why is this significant? Thank you for asking. You might recall that I wrote a lengthy story on the AO... This is from Chris Kohler. That's why he's writing in the first person, because he's himself, and he says I. Which the original console versions of Manhunt 2 were, were originally stuck with, back before the game's release on PlayStation 2 and Wii. At the time, Rockstar edited the game's content down to an M because the stores just don't sell AO-rated games. And this is what Ethan was saying all along. They will eventually have it come out. Since the ESRB has now published the rating, this most likely means that Rockstar is pressing ahead with the unexpurgated version of the, for the PC market. And since retailers haven't changed their policies on selling AO-rated games, it's probably safe to assume they'd be selling this director's cut online. And you know what? I think I will buy this. <laughs> Not necessarily for the reason that, oh, hey, you know, um, it's you know AO now, but because... I want to see, and this is for me to buy not to enjoy, but to, to research, what was so heinous that they had to change it. I played through a good portion of the Wii version, like th- at least four chapters of it, and I sold it back mostly due to the shitty camera, and right. it, it just felt stupid. Like, some of, the, some of the elements felt stupid, but now that I have the, un- uh, the uncorked version, as it were, I want to see what was so bad about it. And I'm probably not going to enjoy the game, but that's not the purpose why I'm going to play it, you know? So right. it's a research project. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's kind of like how I bought Rayman for DS to see how bad it was. <laughs> and I can't was, see where I'm going. It was pretty bad. Can I make this jump? I don't know. Let's try it. Oh, the thumb analog pad touchscreen shit doesn't work. I wonder why cuz I can't feel it. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, what are do you still have any thoughts? I know it's an old story. I just had to bring it up because it was, you know, kind of a blast from the past. What do you think? Um I, I, <laughs> I think that Manhunt 2 is an old ass game, and they should have brought it out AO on PC earlier to bring <laughs> to, just to make it more buzzworthy. It's like what? It's been a year since, uh, almost a year since it came out on PS2, Wii, and PSP. Um, yeah, you know, the PS2 yeah, I think so. Completely hacked up, and um, well, not even. Keep going. I'm gonna find out when it came out. Keep going. Uh huh. And you got these. You know, the, the, all of the hoopla about it is has come and gone, which means that I highly doubt there's going to be any hoopla about the PC version, especially since it's going to be sold online. Um, all that Yo. doesn't stop little Timmy hey. from taking his mom's I, credit card and I found it. Eighteen. Wow. Not even last year, October twenty ninth, two thousand seven. Oh, two years ago. I was two years ago that I owned that game and I sold it back. Wow. Uh, but yeah. Um. To what you were saying, that hoopla has died down, and that's probably why Rockstar is like, hey, ESRB, take a look at this. and Just, no one cares anymore. Just give it an AO and <laughs> let us sell it. Uh, okay, sure, why not? They did it! Yep. So, um... It would be interesting to see, you know, just in case there is anything, say, extra, or maybe there's anything that, um was really manipulated in the console versions that, you know, like, say, for example, they even manipulated it further and then blurred it. Hmm. Who knows? I mean, you you would know if you saw the hack PSP version. Yeah. I'm trying to remember, um... Because I know that one version filtered it in a different way than the other did. Um... Controversy. Was it in between PS2 and Wii? Yeah. And we had um, more like blur or more color or something like that. 
Yeah. Um, the I feel like the PSP version, like maybe uh, the PS2 version, maybe just kind of made it into black and white and put a motion filter on it. Whereas the Wii version put it into black and white, put a motion filter on it, and then did like some color saturation to it that kind of rainbowed it. So it went from like red to white to black to red to white. You know what I mean? Like it was flashing. Mm-hmm. So it kind of made it harder to see. I don't know. I should have taken a video of that. But um, one thing I will miss when I play uh, the PC version is the Wii mode. Because <laughs> even though the camera sucked, like I did like, you know, and this doesn't make me like a gross like mass murderer. It just, it's just funny because the, the whole concept of manhunt is just so ridiculous. That like when you're stabbing a dude in the eye with a scalpel, you're just like, ah, 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 <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. So let's move on from this grotesque thing to kid-friendly Wii Sports Resorts. What happened with Wii Sports Resort, Mister Al? Sold a million everywhere, a million Shit. in Japan, then a million in Europe, and now a million in America. You know who they didn't sell to? Me or me. Because I'm not playing games too much, so I'm not gonna get you. I thought that was gonna, I thought that I was gonna get you, but I'm not. Yeah, you know what's funny? <laughs> Me um, and you. <clears throat> yeah, besides that. Your face. Uh, I, I may eventually. I, I don't know when eventually is, but I may eventually get Wii Sports Resort. But I think the main reason why I even have Wii Sports is because it came with the Wii. Like, mm. if they did the Japan on us and sold us the Wii and then sold us Wii Sports separately. I don't think I'd own it, even though really? it's great fun. I don't think I would have. I mean, maybe the situation is different because back when Wii Sports That's... came out, that was like the only game besides Zelda, and right. Uh, well, there was Monkey Ball, but that's a bit surprising. I mean, I feel I felt like it was right up your alley. Like I, me, like me personally, mm-hmm. uh, I, de- I when I was looking at Wii Sports Reserves on, on E3, some of the things were okay. I'm like, okay, cool, and the, some of the other things were like, eh, whatever. I don't necessarily want it, but like. Just looking at all the feedback and looking at what it's about, I'm like, hell yeah, I'm gonna get it. It's just a matter of when, but I will get it, you know. And I want that second motion plus thing because right. I like it. But I, I no, I'm just, I guess I'm just surprised that uh, you wouldn't want. It. I thought you'd be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it's because uh, I I'm looking into uh, the future and saying that you know if I had purchased this game, how much gameplay would I actually put into it? Right. And, you know, like, I have Mario Kart, and I didn't really buy Mario Kart for myself. I bought it for Evelyn, but yeah. I don't Apple play that. Right. And, you know, we go to places, and they may have Mario Kart there, and I'm like, I don't want to play it, but she'll play it and carry everybody's ass. Shit, I bought Smash Brothers for myself, and I don't play it. <laughs> See, I buy that, 90% that's a game I play, but I, I don't play it by myself. I buy, I buy 90% of this shit for myself, and I don't play it. I buy all of my stuff for myself, and I don't play 90% of it. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, that 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 makes. And and the thing with Wii Sports Resort is just looking at it, I'm not gonna play the rest of my games because of it. <laughs> because it's like it's like half an hour. Yeah, done. you you'll be able to take up your time with that game. It's like, um, I I, I just want to kind of do something. I, I have that feeling a lot too. Like, you know, I just want to fool around with something. Nothing too serious. Nothing too complex. Nothing that requires that much of my attention. Oh look, Wii Sports Resort. Boom. Right. And, you know, you don't get to play any of your other games. What I want, what I really want to try in Sports Resort is the sword fighting. Like, everybody is crazy about the sword fighting minigame. Hmm. Like, all the podcasts that I've listened to, they're just like, you put it on, there's like a survival mode where dudes just come at you and you just slice the motherfuckers up. Like, ah, nah, nah. <laughs> and, like, the way the sword feels in your hands, everyone's just like, why isn't there a lightsaber game out yet? This is like, with the motion plus, this is great. So, I want to try that out. Mm-hmm. Um... 
The wakeboarding looked kind of awkward. Um, the table tennis looks good. All the all the original games for the Wii Sports um, catalog look good, um, except for golf because I have Tiger Woods. So like, I'd rather just play that. Yeah. Um, Tiger Woods, which I haven't played in a while. But um, yeah, that's Wii Sports Resort. Three million first weekend. What was it in a week? No. Um, I believe it's a because month. I. Because I remember it, it released at the end. Okay, in the month. Okay, yeah, that's more month. reasonable. I was like, I was like, that that's impossible. Because I know it released like near the end of the month, right? Yeah, July twenty sixth. Uh, but let's yeah. All right, uh, let's move on to. This is full of segues, isn't it? Yeah. Let's move on to this next one. Um, what what's wrong with thirteen year old British boys? If you don't mind me asking, Al. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I was just reading the last it. line. <laughs> Uh, what did I say about thirteen-year-old British boys? You didn't say anything about thirteen-year-old British boys. Oh, okay. The, um, um, what's his face? What's his face? Uh, Luke Plunkett did at the end of it. Yeah, so it'll be a thirteen-year-old British boy right now. Um, since he's like a, a much older British boy, but yeah, that is kind of um, oh, a, a weird story that I'm going to describe here from Kotaku. Uh, in the UK, they had. Is the word passed? Maybe. Uh, they tried to implement a law, which is called the Video Recordings Act. And it was passed, it says, okay. According to the article, in 1984, the Video Recordings Act was passed in British Parliament, resulting in the supposed implementation of a law that would see retailers and individuals punished for providing underage customers with age-restricted content. For example, selling M-rated content to a 13-year-old. Uh... But according to the article, there's a problem. Uh, Britain, as a member of the European Union, never forwarded the paperwork onto the European Union. <laughs> Something every law needs to do in order to be formally passed. So hey, the I, pa- law I passed this law. <laughs> I passed this law, but I never gave it to the president to look over. What should we do? Ah, fuck it. Yeah, and ah, so for the past 25 years, they've been actually, uh, you know, convicting people of, of violating this law. That was never really a law to begin with. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah, and it's messed up because, you know, they've been doing it, but they cannot pardon people who they have uh, uh, already convicted. It's not like, oh, yeah, well, we kind of, you know, convict you into this law that doesn't really exist, but you're going to stay in jail for how or you're going to, you still have to pay this money, or you still can't sell games anymore. Sorry. But if there's somebody who's in the middle of the process, they are their cases are dismissed. Shit. The funny thing is, is that this isn't limited to just games. It's anything that's age restricted. So it's just like, yo, porno. My name is Ricky. I'm eight. Let me get some of that tobacco and a forty. Oh, it's not that. It's uh, uh, uh I know <laughs> <laughs> movies and stuff. Let me get that tobacco. <laughs> that would be so messed up if there was a law that was, you know, like the the twenty one year old. Yeah, it was just age restricted, not not content, just age. Yeah, and now it's like the whole world just goes into turmoil because six year olds can buy cigarettes and smoke them because they feel like it, and five year olds can drink alcohol. Tell legally. me how my breath tastes. Um. But yeah, basically at this point in time, like at this very moment, uh, anyone who's underage can get an R-rated movie, 
they can get a porno, they can get an emulated game, uh, they can buy, no, they can't buy Playboys. Um, why not? Because it's, uh, not a video recording. I mean, uh, oh, this, oh, okay. It's okay. only a, it's well, only, it says uh, anything, but I'm pretty sure that it's, it's a media type of thing, uh, like a video or a game or, uh, not print. Song. Not, not even a media. Yeah, not print. I don't even think it's a song because it's video recording. Exactly. So anything okay. that involves video. Interesting. Huh. So that that's it for that. How do you do that? I. Wow. <laughs> I I have nothing to say because I'm sitting here just like flabbergasted. I'm just like, wow. Imagine if that happened here. Well, yeah. it wouldn't happen here because the parents will do their jobs, right? Well, no. <laughs> That's why we have these laws in effect. That was sarcastic, by the way. Of course. <laughs> I like your no. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Oh, this this comment is funny. Uh, F adult video games. If I was 13 in England and had 60 pounds, the first thing I would buy would be a lap dance. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not video. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't be able to, but I find that funny. Uh, let me see if there are any funny comments in here. Uh, the blah blah something about the law. Blah 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 blah. Uh, let's see. This reminds the uh, uh, Union Jack off. What? Mm-mm. That's oh, just racist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? There's nothing to do with race, but it is. Uh, it's all this stuff about uh, like British law. Yeah. Um. Nothing funny. Nothing really uh, funny. Because then people are getting into these long rants about um, politics. So, yeah. Those crazy... What? Now there's all, this... there is something funny. You see at the end? You crazy Europeans. You crazy Americans. Those crazy Canadians. <laughs> those crazy Australians. Those crazy Dutch. Those crazy Japanese. Those crazy Micronesians. Those crazy Russians. Those crazy Germans. Those crazy Irish. Those crazy those Polish. Cra- Martians. Those crazy Martians. Those crazy extraterrestrials. <laughs> and then at the bottom, those crazy Ugandans. <laughs> what? Wait, but there's this great one where um where uh where it says where this one guy says, Can't we start can't we grow up and start treating kids like human beings already? And then the response is, can we stop saying that we should treat kids as adults? They lack the experience, cynicism, and responsibilities of adulthood. And then the response to that is, I'll stop saying it as soon as adults stop behaving like little kids. (laughs) People who think that the number of laps one does around the sun is somehow related to intelligence or knowledge only serve to disprove their own narrow-minded ideas about our world. There is no single good reason any age, race, or gender has to grant anyone discriminatory status. The only reason any kid or adult can potently lack experience, cynicism, or responsibilities is if we deny to them or refuse to acknowledge it, which is what we do. Interesting point. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's the challenge of parenting. Yep. Good luck! What do Fucking you do? Martians. What don't you do? I'm personally Fuck not you. a fan of sheltering. <laughs> Fuck like, you, Martian. Complete sheltering. Fuck you, Gundans. That's how you do it up on Mars. I see how it is. Sh- non-sheltering son of a bitch. Try to, try to fucking take our red rock. Yeah, you red planet cock people. <laughs> red cock. All right, <laughs> that's enough of this crap. Let's go on to our last story, which I, I touched on maybe last week. Um, Harmonix finally announced f- uh, for real, for real, for real, for real, for real. For real. For real. 
for real, for real. They finally announced their uh, music-making thing, which is not really a music-making thing as much as it is three separate music-making things, mm-hmm. so to speak, mm-hmm. that are expensive and hard to use and not user-friendly but awesomer and also not awesomer. <laughs> well, uh, let, let's put it this way. Um, this is not Guitar Hero Studio. Not at all. Absolutely not. What I was here, I can't, like I said, I couldn't remember what they said on the Giant Bombcast, and now this comes all clear. It is basically a full-fledged music studio, the likes of which you would get for your PC or whatnot. And in fact, you do, I think, get it, it for a PC your PC. It's Reaper. It is a PC program. Yeah, which I've, I've never used Reaper. Um, is it easier than Cakewalk? I don't know. I've never to used do what Reaper, you want, but okay. it's um, it's a music program. That uses MIDI and WAV files to, I guess, synchronize the like the Rock Band version at least. It uses okay. both of those things to synchronize uh, the patterns that you would see in the game. All right. Uh, something that I said in my blog post about this and about the previous episode is like, Harmonix did the right thing by saying, "Look, this is not geared towards anyone who wants to make music. You have to actually have some musical background. Uh, if you don't know what you're doing." I'm sorry, this can't help you. But so so they're extending their expectations because the thing with Guitar Hero Studio is it's supposed to be for everybody, but the everybody who uses it kind of puts out shit. Yeah, but I honestly think that there is an upper limit which is very low to Guitar Hero Studio. Yeah, right, and that's uh, that's a result of making it, trying to make it for everybody. Right. Um, and this is just like, look, you know what, dude. I, we figure that if you don't have musical background and you know you're not going to spend enough time to 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 even learn how to how to use a simple thing, you're just going to rather download stuff anyways. You're not going to spend your time with that. And and the reason why I say that is because, like even easy shit, if it takes a uh, takes a while to get into it, most people aren't really going to bother that much. Otherwise, I think something like Little Big Planet would have been, like we'd still be talking about Little Big Planet. Or I'd be hearing more about Little Big Planet on podcasts about like new levels that random Jimmy Job Joe Blow Bangalore uh, <laughs> of Uganda Mars America put up like two weeks ago. You know, like Little Big Planet. I don't think was supposedly that. What was that? I, and I still need to buy that game. I really want it, but I, I don't think it's supposed to be that hard to use to make stuff. Right. And yet, there were like something like ten thousand users. Uploading levels, which is awesome, but wouldn't you think that a million users, or even a hundred thousand users, instead? So I think the mentality here is just like, look, it's going to be a waste to try to cater to those who don't really know how to make the music. Because not only are they going to make it, make it shitty, they're going to give up after they make two shitty songs. Let's just give it to the people who know what they're doing. And like for the people who don't know that who don't know what they're doing, like you look at it and this is uh, uh, what I said was like, oh, it looks like a crazy ass Excel sheet on steroids. Mm-hmm. Cause that's basically what it looks like. I mean, you look at Cakewalk, you're like, "What the hell is this? It's Excel," you know? Yeah. Um, you should see the original Reaper. Like, if you go to Reaper.fm, oh, geez. it's got like all the tracks. I mean, I I'm more used to seeing this type of screen if you go to Reaper.fm because it's got the mixer board at the bottom and it's got all the wave files on top. And this I can understand uh, uh-huh. visually a lot more than the Rockman one, but the Rockman one is necessary because you have, you to, have to track the, the notes. Track, right, for tracking the uh, yeah. notes. 
See, this I don't understand. I'm looking at it, and what are all these dials and knobs in the bottom? Those are all what? the um, faders and whatnot. What the, what they the control the volume this? and the panning and whatever effects are plugged into them. And while it's playing those green bars of whatever volume left and right, blah, blah, blah. Maybe I need to get Korg DS10 to start reading that manual. I don't understand <laughs> any of this shit. That helps. Uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, so here's the deal. It's called the Rock Band Network. Um... And the Kotaku article has some... Uh, this is by Stephen Tatillo, uh, formerly of MTV uh, uh, Games blog, multiplayer blog. Uh, it, it comes out... The total package, if you if you d- t- decide to take advantage of everything, comes out to about 160 bucks. Unless you make a lot of money with it. Um, Unless you make a lot of... Well, I mean, the initial expenditure, right? Yeah, the initial expenditure, because you spend $60 for the program. For, well, right. $60 for the license, the uh, non-commercial license of Reaper. And a hundred dollars to sign up for XNA, right? And then the the Re- Reaper itself has a um, has a plugin that you a sec a separate plugin that you have to use to convert the song or transfer the song to your three sixty, right? Uh, yeah, I think it's a part of the package. The um, because I think it's not Reaper that you download, but you download a modified version of Reaper mm. from Harmonix, I think. And then what you would do is, I guess you would USB it over to your um, Xbox from your PC. Right. Let's see. Uh, Manipulating a song in Reaper looks at a glance like working on a song in Pro Tools or other popular sound editing software. Uh, we're fully expecting... Huh? <laughs> is it Audacity? Audacity, yeah. Um, if you don't have that expertise in coding songs for Rock Band Networks, it's probably not for you. Um... Reaper will feel comfortable for those people who use digital studio programs. So you guys in Roca rock, rock Fuerte? Yeah, that's what I'm planning. I'm planning on putting, uh, once we get professional recordings and I actually get master tracks, mm-hmm. um, I'm probably going to do that. No, no, and I am going to yeah. do that. Yeah. And what's nice is that they have like you know, a little preview paint so you can see what the what the Rock Band track is going to look like. Mm-hmm. That, that's definitely very helpful. And then, then you have to use this magma thing to transfer the music to your 360. Um, but it all it lets you give like the the tag and the metadata, right? Title, artist, album, genre, album art, even. So you could have your your beautiful mug up on the up on the album art. Fantastic. Or or maybe just a dread, <laughs> um, just a single dread crawling mm-hmm. on the floor, <laughs> uh, in the eggs in soup. Ugh. Why'd I say that? <laughs> uh, Fuck it. <laughs> what? So yeah, there's there's Reaper, there's Magma, and then there's X and A. So all those three come together. <clears throat> so it's basically more fully featured, but also much less simple than Guitar Hero Studio. Yeah. Um, and because like, I'm not in a band, I probably won't be partaking in this. But you know what? It, um, yeah. Honestly, sorry to interrupt. Uh-oh. I think that if. Um, no, I think you still would need to buy the $60 license because Reaper is actually uh, the evaluation version. I don't know if uh, – no, odds are they probably – Well, are. I mean because cause they, they have to give you a specially made one for Rockman, right? So. Right. But what I was thinking of, um, I don't know if Reaper will allow you to save um, your songs or whatever or be able to actually like maybe go to MP3. You can actually save your project with the evaluation version. 
and you can fool around with it, but I doubt it will allow you to make a finished product unless you have a license. So you probably right, do okay. have to buy, you know, buy the license. Right. Because um, I was going to say, maybe if you're just making songs for yourself and you're just playing it on your console, you may not even need to buy the license, but you probably still do anyway. Because you have to transfer it. Because you have to save it to a, a file save and then transfer it, it. Right. or whatever. Um, but right. technically, if you're not going <clears throat> to uh, share your songs, you don't need to pay the $99 for XNA. Oh, for, right, for XNA, right. That's, that, that's, a, that's a good point. Um, but then what's the point of that? Why are you going to go through the two days of work, which we'll discuss later on, to uh, just have it sit on your console and have your friends come over and play? You won't which is what... Expose. Yeah, but um, so here is how um, here's how the process is going to work. So you'll make your song, you'll submit it through the XNA Creators Club, and then it says at least eight other people will be reviewing it, mm -hmm. checking it manually and by software for quality and copyright infringement. Mm -hmm. So they got that shit locked down. So if you take a recording of of something. They probably there. You know how they have those apps on iPhone and also on the PC to identify a song just by how it sounds. Like um, there's this program called Replay Music that lets you um, record streams, and it has it has a hook into the Grace Note database where it can actually hear the song digitally and compare it to the first couple of seconds of songs out there, and then say digitally this is a close match. So what you're streaming right now is X Y Z, and I'm I'm. But I think um, what that iPhone app I forgot what it's called does the same thing. Like if you're in a bar and you're like, oh, what's that fucking song? I can't think of the name. Let me load up this app, and then you just hold the phone up to the song. Then it can identify it. So it'll probably use something like when they say when they say by software, that's probably what they mean. I got a surprise. Oh, a friend of mine has a BlackBerry Curve. And apparently, mm -hmm. the new BlackBerry OS, the 5.0 OS, has that feature, and it puts the name of whatever. Like, say, if you're in the car listening to music, it will pick up the name, the song, and attempt to identify it and put it as your BlackBerry Messenger status. Oh, nice! Yeah, that's pretty, 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 good. pretty good. Okay, but um, okay, so they're gonna look through that, check it for copyright infringement, and then. There's going to be play testing. There's going to actually be play testing. Like, is this dude's note track just completely fucked? Um, and then a peer review of that, that it says here, runs at least two days or as long as two weeks. Mm -hmm. A two-day quarantine follows. After that, a song will be published to the Rock Band Network store, a separate store from the familiar Rock Band Marketplace, also accessible through the game. Publishing will happen within an hour of the song, clearing those hurdles, not at an assigned weekly or monthly release time. Thus, the whole process from creating from song creation to publishing on the store would take a couple of weeks at a minimum. And the fact that they're separating this out into the Rock Bang Network, now, it's both a good thing and a bad thing. I think it's great because someone like you can get your songs out there without being crowded by the other shit. True. The negative, and this is what people have been saying are, is happening to the indie games on the XNA Creators Club versus Xbox Live Arcade, is that everybody knows that the XNA, uh, the, you know, the indie club or whatever... You know, the Creators Club is indie shit and small shit. And they're like, why do I want to bother with that? I'm just going to go to XBLA. That's true. I kind of feel so, that way. Yeah. So Sorry. it's like people, 
people aren't going to walk into that store because they don't they know what it's about and they don't care what it's about. They just want to walk into the store they know and want. So if they merge the two together, yes, you would be sitting amongst the clutter, but someone might accidentally come upon your song and hear the preview and be like, "Hey, that sounds pretty hot. Let me, you know, let me let me, let me give it a try. Let me give it something and try it. Maybe mm. not, but maybe so. You never know. Right. I mean, you never know what could happen. You could be the next band that makes it through a video game. Well, the first band that makes it through a video game. Right. It says here, once a song is on the Rock Band Network store, gamers will be able to download and play a demo version of the song, which will last about a minute or 35% of the way into the song, whichever comes first. Song quality can be rated with one to five lighters, though harmonics attest that there will be measures taken to ensure people can't unfairly vote a song down out of spite. Or vote up a song. Songs can be sold for... Yeah, they don't say that. Songs can be sold for 80, 160, or 240 Microsoft points, the equivalent of one, two, or three bucks. They can range from 30 seconds <laughs> to 10... <laughs> Over. <laughs> they can last for 30 seconds to 10 minutes. Albums are not supported. And while there will be a harmonics pick section in the store, no special treatment is planned for bigger labels. Users will be able to search song by author, label, genre, or even just find a random track. The person who put the song through this whole system, the submitter, will earn 30% of the revenue generated by the sale of the music. 30% on the dollar. I wonder if that's better than... Uh, the royalties, royalties that you get from yeah. it. Yeah. Anybody out there who's in the record business, let me know. I'm pretty sure that it is. Epps right. said that the song coding tools that this service makes available are 98.75% the same as what harmonics use to code songs for Rockman. Oh, shit. Amateurs and the pros will be on a nearly level playing field, but he doesn't fear for his job, he said. I think there's always going to be a market for premium content. I think we're the best in the world at this. Yeah. So, I mean, well, I mean, think about it. Like, so maybe indie labels will get on this, but the the thing that people out there will probably really want is that next, is that next Avril Lavigne record. That's you know, and then, hero. <laughs> oh, fuck. But you know what I mean? Like, they, I don't think they have anything to worry about. Yeah, because, I highly yeah. doubt that they have anything to worry about and because they're the ones with the access to the major label content. And regular people aren't going to be able to do that. Exactly. And, you know, people bring up these, like, really weird situations. Like, somebody uh, in the comments was saying that uh, they asked, well, if I wanted to do... Uh, I'm trying to find it at the same time. It's like I'm, I, if I oh here we go. So let's say I wanted to code all the tracks to a classic rock album. Ah. I've already downloaded the program for doing so, and I'm a confident programmer, so ah. I'm able to do this. And let's say that I email the band's label company and politely request that I use their music and offer a huge cut of my thirty percent to them. And by some miracle, they agree. Even though I didn't create the music, as long as I have the right to use it and offer up the royalties to the musicians, am I allowed to follow through? But you have to have the master tracks in order to do that. Right. Right. You know, and then uh, all these people that like, have these dreams, like, I look forward to Rush 2112 when expert and watching my friend's arms fall off. Uh, well, <laughs> two things are wrong with that. A, somebody would have to have the master tracks, and B, uh, it would be split into, like, three parts, because it's 23 minutes long. Holy shit. <laughs> Uh, the the one last thing that that I was gonna actually pipe in and and maybe kind of retract my statement about him not being worried about his job is like I mean harmonics doesn't have anything to worry about, but maybe like maybe um what was it, what was I gonna say MTV no no oh I got it harmonics might not have anything to worry about, but the coder himself might. 
because Harmonix and MTV might still make money off of selling the license off the Rock Band Reaper, but the guy who codes the music, meh, maybe there's less of a use for him. Because now even major labels say, you know what, this thing came out, we don't have to go through these coders anymore, we can do it the way we want. So maybe they probably won't. They probably don't want to bother with that. But I'm just saying. Yeah, that yeah, you could kind of see that happening. It's like, oh, there's maybe a cheaper way we can get our music out. Um, but I think that there's still going to be a difference between the guys who actually work for Harmonics and a guy who works for like a different label uh, in terms of the the closeness. That 98.75%, you know, that extra 1.25% may be that defining difference between the coder's job at harmonics and somebody who's using uh, rock band network right it, it could right. just be that important yeah um but you are probably going to partake in this right seeing yeah, as it could benefit that you i actually you know our band actually gets to produce the album that we want to produce the way we want to produce it and i get the master tracks i'll hop on this bandwagon and cook up some Roca Fuerte for everybody. And then... Roca no. Fuerte. Yeah, Waka, 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 Waka. Waka, Waka, Waka. Waka, Waka. Waka, Waka. Who term. wants to hear a funny-ass joke? Waka, Waka. <laughs> anyway. Waka, Waka. Uh, I think it's time to... That was Michael Clark Duncan. Oh. Did you know that? With, uh... Wait, where was that from? It's a Family Guy episode where they were like, can you imagine if all the Muppets' voices were messed up? Yeah. And then Kermit the Frog was like, I am also satisfied. And then the, the chef was like, hey, this sounds really good. And then the, that bear, I don't know what the hell his name is, but Fozzie. he comes in and he goes, he's, Fozzie, yeah, that, uh, he's the one who says, who wants to hear a funny-ass joke? Waka, waka. <laughs> and that was Michael Clark. Duncan. That was Michael Clark Duncan. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, Just those two lines. Um, all right, so, but we're done. I got to bounce out of here. But before we go, any last remarks? Nah, I ain't got no remarks. Uh, probably, you know, you know where to find me. Excellent2k.blogspot.com. Oh, and probably uh, tried to take Facebook the tape. Space. It sounds like you said Facebook. <laughs> um, find me on Facebook. Find me on Facebook. This actually NASA. didn't end up being supremely abridged, so maybe we'll let Pete's Peter stand out on his own, or maybe not. We'll Make let. We'll, we'll see. Dose it. If you don't hear it at the end of this, you don't hear it. But if you do. Hey, there you go. Uh, but uh, for Al, oh yeah, wait, 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 wait. I gotta pimp out uh, Brian, Brian, Doctor Fishy Pants, Fishman, DoctorFishyPants.com. It's his blog. He submitted to the site before. He's a friend of the site. Little PD um, has a job and a life, but you can hear his trilobite coming up either next or somewhere else on the RSS feed. By the way, it's messed up. We don't know what's wrong with it. We're trying to figure it out. Um, but keep downloading it from the site if you can, or from Zoom. Zoom works. RSS works. iTunes, I've heard, doesn't. But someone else said that it does, so I'm completely not sure yeah. what's going on. And for some odd reason, it doesn't come up in Firefox. Yeah. I don't um, know if it comes up in IE or not. Yeah. Um, go to facebook.com slash ryvvn to see what Pete's up to. He's got this thing called MeTV going up there. It's his narcissistic tendencies on film, and he's an ugly motherfucker. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um and then there's uh, reviewfix.com, friend of the site, Patrick Hickey. That's his, that's his life, livelihood now. You know, he's a full-blown writer, writer, writer. Like, he's writing. Awesome. He interviewed – I don't know how to pronounce this bitch's name, but Kobe Kylat, Kayat, Kobe Kayat, whatever the fuck her name is. She's a pop star. <laughs> he got an interview. Okay. He got an interview with her. 
he, he he's interviewed a whole bunch of New York New York sports figures because he was a writer for like a paper that interviewed that like you know covered you know some baseball teams and stuff. So mm-hmm. he's doing really well. Uh, go to reviewfix.com. They not only do video games but but you know music, movies, DVDs, books, and stuff. And you know I I, I like dude, and he will punch you if you don't go there because he's bigger than you are. So um, and I think that's about it for pimpage. So for Al. Over. Type it, type it, type it, type. For myself, I've been your host, Austin. We're gone. Sync up three, two, eight. Fifteen. Jacob say, oh. Nah, 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 Hey everyone, uh, Pete here, and uh, I promised Austin I would try to do one of these, so I'm doing one, and um, yeah, so depending on when he gets either episode 142 up, or if this goes up, like, depending on a lot of factors, one, you'll either hear the news from me or from him, but uh, if this goes up first, um, I'll break the bad news to you guys, there's pretty bi- pretty good chance I won't be on the regular podcast as much anymore um I mean or if at all for a while uh because I did finally find a job yay um only problem is it's an overnight position so I will like be sleeping when they record the podcast um I mean there's no way around it because like I'm going to need to maintain some sort of sleep schedule to work an overnight job and I can't like like alter it just to record the podcast and like it's like basically that I either work stay up after work and then sleep right before going back to work um or I work go to sleep when I come home and then wake up and have the evenings to do stuff before I have to go to work and like overall it'd be more beneficial for me to be awake during the evening so I can do things with my girlfriend if she's home or whatever or just generally do a lot more than I would be able to in like morning times um so it sucks, but uh, I will keep recording Trial Bites as best as I can so that I can stay involved, and I will try to make it onto uh, episodes when I'm able to. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's the, the bad news and the good news in a way. Um, I guess I'll just talk about gaming stuff now, because it's been a while since uh, since gaming stuff has been discussed, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um... 
there's a lot of stuff I wanted to talk about. I, I've been waiting and saving things to talk about for the ne- next time we recorded, but obviously it's not going to happen, so it kind of sucks. Uh, so what kind of? Let me see if I can remember what the stuff was I wanted to talk about. I know one of the main things I wanted to talk about was Fable Two, because I like since the last time I recorded something, or I don't know, for a while I've been really heavily into playing Fable Two. Um, I definitely busted through a lot of the main storyline, and I've done a bunch of side quests and stuff. And I've definitely gotten way more involved in the game. Uh, so much so that, like, there will be times I'll be playing, like... I mean, I, I can remember one day playing, like, four and eight-hour stretch. Um, so, uh, the game is... It may have even been more than eight hours. <laughs> uh, the game is actually really good and really fun. Um, the... I know a lot of people were comparing Fable 2 to Fallout 3 because they both kind of came out around the same time and like which one should you play and stuff. Now having played both, I actually feel like I'm enjoying overall enjoying Fable 2 more. Um, Mainly because it's... I don't want to say more of an engrossing world because I mean I definitely felt like Fallout 3 was more atmospheric. But Fable is just more fun to play, I think. Fallout 3 kind of like... It was kind of, like, depressing in a way and very, like, dark and dreary and, like, I mean, it had its sort of, like, comedy, but not as much as, like, the old Fallouts. It was much more, this is a much more kind of serious Fallout in a way, and the combat wasn't really very fun. Um, I didn't like the way they did the VAT system and stuff and the way they did the combat, whereas the combat in Fable is kind of fun because it's very simplified, and, um, like, you can kind of, like, you can make combat choices for your character that definitely, like, come into play, whereas with F- Fallout, it was more of, uh, you know, just, I don't know, the like, spending the points in the combat stuff didn't really seem to make a difference, because in the end, you still kind of, like, you just go into vats and you shoot something. Um, and, yeah, Melee was, was kind of a joke in F- Fallout, I don't know. Um, but Fable is very good, uh, like, its combat is basically you have uh, melee, uh, pistols or ranged, and magic. So it's uh, it's strength, skill, and will, which are the three, uh, three things, to, the the three focuses, whatever that you spend your skill points in, um, to really buff up one of those things. And it seems like really with how much experience you gain through the game, you could probably pretty much buff up everything and just be all around like badass. But I've been playing it like definitely directing my character in a certain way. I kind of play all games like that, like where I definitely push my character into a certain certain like niche or like direction, focus, whatever. Uh, so my character in Fable, um, I basically had an idea in my head that he was going to be a indifferent sort of person, where like he, I've been trying like in terms of his personal character, I've been trying to stay like on the side of good, generally good, like he has like a moral sense. But uh, in the end, it's like if somebody asks him to do something, he'll just do that for that person. Like he won't really think about whether it's good or bad, unless it's like completely horrible. Um, like some examples are now these are kind of spoiler, but whatever. Um, an example would be that I've my character got married, and so now that I married one person, like my character is moral enough where he'll only stay married to one person, and he won't try to marry or knock up or whatever other girls. And so I came across this quest where a ghost. Uh, asks you to um, basically he his former lover. Uh, it depends on who you're playing. If you're a guy, it's a guy ghost. If you're a girl, it's a girl ghost. And then the former lover is the opposite gender, obviously. So since I'm a guy character, I came across this guy ghost who was like 
talking about his former lover who left him and he killed himself or whatever and he was so distraught whatever and now he wants revenge so he wants you to go uh get his former fiance lover person to fall in love with you and want to marry you and then at and then break her heart so that she's can know his pain um so my character does what people pretty much ask of him so i went and found her and stuff and like, it got to the point where I had to make a moral... Like, after you answered the quest, it asked you to make a moral choice. Do you actually follow through with it and break her heart? Or do you tell her... Like, be... Or no, no, I'm sorry. Do you be honest? Like, not honest, but do you follow through with it and break her heart? Or do you, like, just forget what the ghost asked you to do and marry her anyway so as not... So as to spare her the pain? And, like, morally, it would have been better for me to spare her the pain. And... But... Even more, more, even more higher on the moral standards. My character was married, so, um, and this ghost asked me to do something, and I don't like. I'm kind of like a like a hitman or a private contract or something. I don't get involved with personal politics. I just do what's asked for me. So, like, I went ahead and did what the ghost asked me to do, and then found out that this girl was so distraught that she killed herself. Um, but whatever. I mean. I just do what I'm supposed to do, and it gave me negative points, but, like, I feel like, in a way, I should have, like, I kind of wish it was more aware of situations, because, like, in a way, I shouldn't, there should have been a third option or something, or some way around it, because, like, I'm married, so I would have felt that it would have been an immoral thing for me to marry another girl, um, but, uh, yeah, so, that was the way, kind of, like, how my character's focus, and then for its combat abilities, I focused on uh mainly ranged um like i'm definitely like pr- my primary focus is ranged or or skill as it's called and then uh my secondary is is a willpower but only one there's like seven or eight i think different schools of magic and i'm focusing on one which is a force push power and then i have a little bit of melee so i can beef up my life bar so what I, like, my, in my head, my thought was that my character would be focused on, like, ranged pistol, actually not pistol, I've been using mostly rifles, um, so as a rifleman, uh, my will force push was mainly there just to supplement it by, uh, if characters got within melee range of me, since my melee is not the best, I use my force push to push them back at a range and then pull my gun back out and start shooting again, um, but my force push wound up being so powerful that I kind of kill people with that instead of actually using my gun, but I mean, at this point, everything's kind of, like, my skills are, my skill tree is maxed out for my ranged combat, and my force push is maxed out, and I think my toughness is actually maxed out too, so I'm kind of, like, done with with spending experience on skills, even though I definitely have a lot more experience that I'll be gaining throughout the game, and, um, uh, like, I have a lot more of the game to play. So it's, like, a question of do I branch out and make my character better in other areas, or do I just not even worry about it and just stay the way I am? Um, Because, I mean, I've sufficiently completed the character development the way I wanted to. Uh, I don't know if... Now, the question is going to be, is the game going to let me be able to you know, continue continue to progress without too much difficulty with my character the way it is, because that's a problem with a lot of uh, RPG character development games like Oblivion and Fallout 3, and then the older games, obviously, too, is that you can easily make a character that can't beat a game, just or, like, that has much more difficult, like, a much higher difficulty of beating a game because of the way you, you design it as you go along. Um, obviously, for instance, I'll go back and uh, with with Oblivion, I uh, my first character was a stealth focused thief type character because I definitely was planning on doing the um, when I played Oblivion, I was planning on doing the Thieves Guild 
uh, I think I did the Thieves Guild first, and then I did the um, Assassin's Guild, and then I wanted to go and do the other guilds for, uh, you know, the achievements and stuff in that game, and my character was so gimped at that point, because I hadn't really spent anything on combat, that I couldn't do shit. I mean, I really couldn't beat the main quest or anything, like, I pretty much exhausted uh, quest lines that I could do with that character. So that kind of sucks. So I had to start a second character just to go and do all those other things, which I wound up doing. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that kind of stuff can happen in a lot of these type of games. So it'll be interesting to see if I don't spend any more skill points on my Fable character, if I can get through the rest of the game, which I have a feeling I'll be able to. Um, and, yeah, like, I've been enjoying the quests. They've actually been quite interesting and fun. Uh, my favorite part of Fable 2, actually, and I got hooked on it, was is buying the property. Um... I bought a lot of stuff before a certain thing happens. Um, I don't want to say that because that's definitely spoilery if you don't haven't played it. Um, there's a certain major event that I wound up buying a lot of stuff before. Uh, and, like, you make... Um, hmm, I don't know how to explain this. I'm just going to say it like with a slight spoiler. It's nothing major. It's just that like a certain event happens where there's passage of time. Uh, like a great deal amount of time. Um... And so I bought up all this property beforehand because you get uh, every every couple minutes or like I think it's maybe every 10, 15 minutes or something like that, maybe every five minutes, I don't know. But you uh, basically accumulate wealth based on like how much property you own and stuff. It's, it's profit from like renting out properties or whatever or owning shops. So uh, my goal was to try to buy up as much stuff before this event happened. The only reason I knew this event was going to happen was because my girlfriend had gone through it. Um, so I kind of already had it spoiled for me, so, but I was trying to prepare for it since I knew it was going to come. Um, so, but the thing is with, uh, Fable, it's weird because they have certain indiscrepancies. So when you have a wife, a family or a wife or whatever, and you have a, a, like a marital home, you can set how much you want a daily allowance to be for that home. Like, so like you keep your wife happy and stuff like that. Um, so the daily allowance does go through every 24 hours game time. The profit earnings on stuff on properties you own do not go based on game time. They go based on real time. So like every five minutes or whatever it is of real time, you accumulate profit. So like if you, okay. So if you, for instance, travel somewhere, it'll tell you like how many, you know, hours it would take to travel there, fast travel, or like even when you walk between zones, it's like the zones aren't technically right next to each other, so it'll be like if you're leaving Bowerstone Market to go to Bowerstone Lake or something like that, I think it's like a 24-hour travel, or maybe it was less, maybe maybe 13, I don't know. Either way, it's a time span of travel. So if it were to, if the travel were to take you like a full 24 hours or something, hypothetically, you would get hit with the daily cost of your marital home or something, but you wouldn't make 24 hours worth of profit. So indiscrepancies like that are a little bit annoying. The uh, point I'm saying, uh, the point I'm telling you this is because I did all this prep buying all this stuff, like like doing, like maxing out the, uh, the side jobs and stuff to try to get as much money as possible and try to buy up every property I could before I went to, through with this event. Um, and the event took a great span of time and when I like was done with it, I... I don't think I, I mean, I wasn't hit with all those penalties for marital, for the marital home, I don't think, but I also did not get the profit that I was hoping to get for, like, 
this extended period of time. So things like that were a little bit annoying. Um, but the good thing, like, I do like the fact that, you know, if you turn off the game and then you come back however many hours later or whatever, even a couple days later, you get this huge lump sum of money because the profits do go in real time. Um, so that's always cool. And I have noticed a couple things. Now, my girlfriend says that it's just based on where I am in the game, but I've noticed that... I, I thought I remember Peter Molyneux saying that you were supposed to be able to buy up any property in the game, like any building you see, you can buy. And I've already run across a bunch of buildings that are not available to purchase, and my girlfriend just says that like it's probably because I'm not far enough in the game yet for them to be available for purchase, but I don't know. I think... I don't know. She might be wrong. Um, and then there are other little indiscrepancies I have with the game. Again, I've, I've mentioned the social system many times. It is annoying to have to, like fart in front of somebody a bunch of times just to make them think that you're funny. It's like, it's just ludicrous the way it is. Um, and, uh, yeah. What else? The clothing system I like, but there's like certain problems with that. Like, I want to be able to dress a way that I think my character's cool, but I don't think that it should... I think that your character should take precedence over your clothing. Like people shouldn't hate me because of my clothing. If my renown, if people like my renown isn't so great that people everybody knows me and everybody loves me as a hero and stuff, just because I'm wearing a certain like quote unquote bad guy clothes shouldn't make everybody be like hating me and like running away scared and stuff. I understand that they attach certain um, factors to clothes like an aggressiveness rating or like an evil rating and things like that, but still like there should be a way to change that. Or you should be able to use dyes to change the ratings. Like, if you have a, like, a highwayman's, like, outfit or something which is considered aggressive, you should be able to dye it, like, if you dye it, a, like, a light pink or something. I don't know. I'm just, you know, whatever. It should, it should change its aggressiveness to, like, funny rating, like, or something like that. Um, that would have been cool. Uh, also, I don't with the clothing. I don't like that you can't give clothes as a gift and have whoever you give them to put them on. Cause like my wife looks kind of scrubby. Um, cause I picked her up in uh, a farm area and moved her to the big to the quote unquote big city to Bowerstone Market since that's my main point of where I do most of my stuff right now. Um, and like so there's all these like nicely dressed people in Bowerstone Market and my wife looks like so out of place and horrid <laughs> um so it would be nice if i i mean i bought her like the most expensive clothes because i have so much money in the game now it's like ridiculous i can pretty much buy anything and do anything and not have to worry uh but uh yeah like so i can gift her the clothes and she'll take them but she won't actually wear them which is kind of annoying um other things i've done people to that are fun what else there's this uh there's this arena combat area called the crucible which uh is fun, but the problem with that is that, I like, okay, you go, you, you're, as a part of a quest, you're forced to go through it once, it, like, has these rounds, and if you beat these, like, combat rounds under a part time, you get a perfect round. Um, now, I don't remember if it was in the game, or my girlfriend told me, or somewhere I remember it saying something about, like, you, if, or maybe I just, uh, it said, you know, it told me you can get a perfect round or something, so my goal was to get perfect rounds in all of them, which I wound up doing my first time through. And theoretically, you're supposed to get an epic weapon when you do that, but the game doesn't tell you that it doesn't, like, it won't give you the epic weapon your first time through, which was really annoying, because I, like, was freaking out. I, like, the last round was really, really hard, and I kept reloading and doing it and doing it over and over and over again. Like, I think I tried, like, for a span of two hours before I finally got it, and... 
so I was all happy and stuff. I was like, yes, I did it. Like, where's this weapon? And then I, like, didn't give it to me. So I freaked out. I had to jump online. I spent, like, another half hour or so researching online to find out why. And I, I found out online that the game doesn't give it to you your first run through. And the game did not explain that in any way, which is kind of, like, stupid. Um, so eventually I went back and I was able to do it a lot easier my second time through. Like, a lot, lot easier. So I was able to get the epic weapon, which I then sold anyway because I wasn't using the type of weapon that it is. But I just wanted to go through it and get, like, you know, the damn weapon because I felt I had earned it the first time. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, my <laughs> I'm just, like, rambling about Fable 2. It's a good game. Uh, if you haven't played it yet and you have a 360, I highly recommend it. Um, it's definitely... It's just fun. I definitely feel like it's fun and it's easy to get wrapped up in it. And it is... Uh, someone else has mentioned this on our podcast. I don't know where, but, like, the, whoever said it was is absolutely right. The, it's such a nice change of pace like it's bright and colorful and vibrant and the world like the environments are so lush and everything and it's like a huge contrast to a lot of the like drab you know gritty games that do come out and stuff um so i'm really into the uh just visual aesthetic of it too so yeah i highly recommend it uh and um yeah uh let me think. What else was I going to talk about? Other games that I played. Played, played, played. I know since the last... I might make noise here. I have to fix my microphone. Um, so, like, let's see. I'm trying to focus on certain things. Xbox, Xbox. I mean, other stuff on Xbox is just Xbox Live Arcade stuff. I've done some... Uh, I got kind of got back into the pinball game that's on the Xbox Live Arcade. I think it's called Pinball FX or something. I don't remember. Um, and I mentioned this on Gameslays Radio a long time ago. I don't know why I always mention Gameslays Radio, but that's where I talked about it, so I'm going to say that. Anyway, uh, the tables in Pinball Effects are shitty tables. They're absolutely atrocious. The, like, themes of them are, are terrible. I hate them. Um, and the pin, the table layout is just god-awful, in my opinion. I mean, I played a lot of pinball games, um, I mean, I wouldn't be able to tell you which tables are good and which are bad and stuff. I just, I personally, it's like art, you know, it's a personal thing, I guess, like, I don't know, maybe it's not a personal thing, maybe other people would agree with me, but, like, the table layouts are just terrible, um, I feel like they narrow you into, like, having, it's like a very, it feels like a linear table, it's like, you know, you can shoot the ball wherever you want, and, like, there are different ramps and stuff you can hit, but it's like, you have to do things in a very, very sequential order, um, and it, like, I mean, like, at least for the one table I've been focusing on lately anyway, the the, the speed racer or whatever, the, the car racing one, like, it's very sequential. It's like, you got to do this to open up this. Once you open that, you can choose a, like, uh, like you, okay, I'm just going to, it's not like a spoiler, it's a fucking pinball table. You have to shoot around this loop thing, um, this, like, thing that goes around the back end of the table. It's, like, hard to describe. I'm using my hands, which you can't see. But anyway, you have to do that twice to activate this one little hole thing, which is called the, like, race challenge hole or whatever. Then you have to hit that hole, and then you pick... I know this sounds very sexual, sorry. Um, hit that hole, bitch. Or guy, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> okay, shut up, Pete. So anyway, uh, you hit that, then it lets you choose a challenge. I mean, you here you have a little bit of open-endedness because you can choose whichever challenge you want. But uh, then it tells you, okay, now you can you have to do this specific thing to finish the challenge. And then you basically just repeat that sequence to go through all the challenges. And I don't know what happens when you complete all the challenges because I, like, tend to lose a lot. Um, I feel like there's a bit... 
I don't know. I mean, because I know tables are laid out differently, uh, but I feel like this particular table has a just like a hair too much of a gap or something between the paddles, um, where it's very easy to just fall straight through. Like usually you can, there's enough that you can like always. I don't know. It feels to me like even with like a nudge or whatever, you can always try to catch the ball. But like I feel like the gap's just a little bit too big on this table. Anyway. Uh, I digress. I'm going too far into details on this. I've been playing that again because, like, I hate the tables and stuff, but I want the achievements because I feel like they should be easy achievements to get. So, but I've been having no luck at all getting those achievements. Um, other stuff, uh, oh, uh, Secret of Monkey Island Special Edition. Um, my girlfriend, like, I had downloaded the demo a while back, and, uh, my girlfriend was sitting around, I mentioned something about playing a game or something, I was like, I want you to try this. I mean, my girlfriend's a gamer, so she plays games. It's not like I have to coax her into trying things. But, like, we weren't sure what to play or whatever, so, like, I was like, well, here, try this. You might actually enjoy it, because she had never played an adventure game before. And she got way into it, and then the demo ended, and she was she was a little sad that the demo ended, so... I, like, she said, you know, I shouldn't, we shouldn't spend the money on buying it, but she was definitely upset, like, that that it cut her off, so, like, I just, I bought it, and, like, then she kept playing it again, actually, because it doesn't save during the demo, I, I had to quickly get her back to where the demo ended, because she was kind of annoyed that she would have to do that again, so I tried my best to get her back there as quick as possible, and, uh, so, she's been playing that, um, off and on for the past couple of weeks, and, uh, she, actually, she beat it just the other night, so she's, oh, sorry, that was my phone text message, um, so she um ow ow I just pinched my finger in my phone that was not pleasant um so anyway yeah my girlfriend beat beat the challenge or beat the challenge beat the game and really enjoyed it so uh I'm going to definitely since adventure games were my favorite genre of all time uh I'm going to try to get her more into those uh it might be best to stick with the anything that comes out on the 360 because I doubt, like, she liked the fact that we could, like, you know, sit together and play it, whereas, like, at a computer, it's hard to, you know, really crowd around a computer and play games together. Um, but uh, Special Edition, in my opinion, is really good. If you have played Monkey Island before, but it's been a while, I definitely recommend it because, I mean, I thought I would have remembered everything, and a lot of stuff did come back to me where I can remember certain puzzles, but there was a lot of stuff I didn't remember, so it would have definitely been like playing it for a, you know, a first time, well not first time, but it would have been like playing it fresh again, uh, where I would have had to solve some stuff, and the graphic upgrade is good, I mean, it's just, you can switch between the old graphics and the new graphics pretty easily, and it, she played it and got the achievements, I'm gonna wait a while, and like maybe give, me. I mean, I don't know how long a quote-unquote while is, but, uh, I'm going to uh, hopefully try to give it a while to like clear out of my head so that when I do play it, I don't just be like, okay, this, 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 like just bounce through everything. Um, but uh, yeah, I think when I play it, I'll play it through on classic graphics just for nostal nostalgic value. Um, yeah, uh, so all in all, Monkey Island is still Monkey Island. Uh, if you were a fan of it, or if you've never played it before, either way, I would recommend purchasing it. I hear it's cheaper other ways, like if you have an iPhone, that, that might be, the, I think that's the cheapest option, and according to John Davidson of, you know, uh, one up or Listen Up and uh, um, WhatTheyPlay.com, he says that the iPhone version is the identical to the 360 version and costs half the price. Uh, I'm not sure what special edition costs on the PC, but, I mean, it depends on where you, like, what 
if you're going to purchase it, it depends on like what would be your best situation. Are you somebody who would rather just play an adventure game on the go, you know, tapping on the screen? Your iPhone's definitely your best bet, if you, especially if you want the cheapest option. Um, are you uh, somebody who's going to play with somebody else? The Xbox 360 is probably the best option because, you know, you can relax and sit around the TV as opposed to a computer. Or if you're, you know, just somebody who, like, plays a lot of games on computer and, you know, remember fondly remembers old point-and-click adventure games and sitting around, you know, sitting by yourself around uh, at the computer and playing these games, then, you know, PC could be the way to go, too. Uh, I don't think you could lose any way you go because it Monkey Island is just a great game. Um... And what else? Uh, we played some Magic the Gathering together, uh, the 360 version, and the game still sucks. And um, but it was fun playing together. Uh, I just need her to help me get the. Uh, there's two achievements I have left to get. One is get completing 100% of the game, which is going to take fucking forever, and it's annoying. But I got to do it because I got all the other achievements, and I know I can get this achievement, so I'm going to do it. Um, and the other achievement is to uh, beat the co-op campaign, which. Uh, you know she's in, she's been enjoying it. She's not a, as into magic as I am, and like I mean she's getting into it. So she's like this is a good like learning tool for her, and she enjoys playing on the 360. So um, there was some other stuff we've done too on the 360. I can't remember. I should turn it on and look, but I'm lazy. I did get into the new Xbox experience. What am I saying? The new Xbox experience. That's what it is. The you know the the new new Xbox experience where they updated it. Um. And there's not much stuff going on with the update. Uh, some Netflix improvements and some, like, there's an avatar marketplace now and stuff. That's going to actually, by the time you hear this, it might actually be up. Um, it might actually be, you know, fully available because uh, it's going to be released on the 11th. So, yod, yod, yod. <sighs> oh, sorry if you can hear my fan in the background, too. I don't know if you can or not. Um, I don't know how much this microphone is picking up, but it was mad hot in my room, so I needed to turn on my AC and fan. Um, to help circulate the AC. Anyway, uh, what was I saying? <laughs> oh, the, uh, the dashboard update. I mean, nothing overly exciting. The Netflix improvements are cool. Um, but, uh, I've been, like, uh, as an aside, I've been having a lot of, uh, net, like, home networking problems, like, with, I don't know if it's Comcast or what, but, like, my internet has just been absolutely horrible lately. Like, I don't know if you've ever had something make you so angry that you feel like you're going to vomit, but that's what the internet's been doing to me. It's just every, like, ser- literally every two to three minutes it drops out and then comes back. So I can't download podcasts. I can't stream videos. I can't do Netflix streaming on my 360. I can't play any online games. Um, It's gotten pretty bad. So, I mean, hopefully I'll, like, be able to at least upload this so that Austin can get, get this out. But, I mean... Depending on how my internet goes, that might not be even be a possibility. I should try not to make this too long, because the longer I make it, the longer it has to upload. But I'm dumb, and I can't stop talking. Um, so I'm going to move on, because now there's another big game that I want to talk about. Uh, I don't know if there's other 360... I'm sure there's other 360 stuff I've done, but I want to move on to this other game, which is Wii Sports Resort. I got caught up in the hype. Um, the day it came out was technically mine and my girlfriend's one-year anniversary. Um, it's... Uh, I mean, I, I don't want to go too much detail about my relationship, but it's, I mean, it's our one-year anniversary of when, the day we met. Um, we moved quickly because I'm already living with her. Uh, but, yeah. Anyway, so I wanted to get her something. We had kind of made a deal, like, not to uh, spend any money on each other or, like, not to spend too much or whatever, um, which I kind of broke that. But uh, I only spent I spent less than 10 bucks to get it because I traded in games, which I always say I'm not going to do, but I did because I have I had DS games sitting around, and um, 
other stuff, a PS2 game sitting around and stuff that I wasn't playing. So I actually, the night, interesting story, the PS2 game was Killer7, which we had tried to play the night be- a night or two before, I don't remember. Uh, and she absolutely hated it. She was just like, I do not like this game. Um, she hated the style of it and stuff. And I wanted to get into it to see what like what it's about and stuff. Because I, I, I've heard good things about it. And I think it would be my type of game. Um, and I definitely like No More Heroes. Um, but she really didn't like it. And so uh, then on the Sunday when Wii Sports Resort came out, I was just like, man, I'm so... like at that Even, even that morning, I was listening to either Giant Bombcast or something. Maybe it was a Listen Up. I don't remember. But I think it was Listen Up. And... Like, they were raving about Wii Sports Resort. And I was like, oh, God, I want to go get this game now. So uh, GameStop was, of course, running a special where if you trade in some games, you get extra trading credit towards it. So I grabbed uh, DS games that I hadn't played in a while. I had beaten and weren't going to play or whatever. Um, One of which was uh, GTA Chinatown Wars, which I will talk about in a second. Um, But, uh, yeah, so I grabbed some games and I went and traded them in. And with the extra credit and stuff, I wound up only having to pay, like, 8 bucks and change for Wii Sports Resort. So I was happy about that. I was a little disappointed to find out. I should have looked at the receipt right away because I only got like two bucks for Killer7, which is really annoying because if I had looked at the receipt right away, I would have said, uh, let me take that back and I'll just pay the extra $2. But, you know, I had gotten home and I looked at the receipt and I was like, fuck. And it was too late then. And, I mean, I just, uh, I don't know, take it, you know, take it on the chin. But, uh, so... Before I talk about Wii Sports Resort, let me just talk about GTA Chinatown Wars real quick. Uh, I gave up on that game. Um, people talk about how it's a great DS uh, GTA, and it really is. Um, I mean, it's it's a great, it's amazing what they were able to do with taking GTA to the DS. The only problem is they went too far with all the stupid fucking touchscreen stuff. They should have just left that out. It should have been fully controllable only by the 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 um, directional pad and face buttons, and they should have not done any touchscreen stuff. And it would have been a much better game. Um, the last time I tried to play it, there was a mission where you had to drive and keep this guy alive. And you had to basically like get this guy who was like in an ambulance or something. You had to jack the ambulance with this guy in the back and drive him somewhere. And while you're driving, all these cops are chasing you. So you have to worry about shaking the cops. And every so often, the guy's guy would flatline. So you'd have to tap on the bottom screen to get him to his heart beating again. Now, sure, maybe if you're somebody like, I think Austin mentioned, you know, why don't you, or somebody mentioned, why don't you just, uh, just use your thumb? Uh, if you're somebody who likes to use your thumb on your touchscreen, great for you. I don't want to. And I was trying to do it where, like, I would hold the stylus in my hand. Um, but and this way it would be ready to tap, and I'd be like, you you have to use the controller and the and the face buttons to like do the driving part and to get rid of the cops and stuff, and like, I don't know, it's just you need three hands to play this game. It's ridiculous. Um, it was just too much, and I kept failing that mission, and it pissed me off so much that I was like, fuck it, I'm done with this game. And so that was that for GTA Chinatown Wars. You know, uh, it's a like I said, it's it's amazing how they were able to get do a good GTA on the DS, but they I think they took it a step too far. Um, now, as far as we sports resorts go, uh, we love that game. Um, it's definitely a vast improvement over the original Wii Sports, and it's super fun. If you at all like the original Wii Sports, you will love Wii Sports Resort. Uh, I don't remember all the games off the top of my head. We definitely played through all the all the game mo- all the game variants. We didn't play through all the game modes in each game, um, like each activity, but we definitely have at least tried each each activity. So some of 
I don't. I mean, I don't know what her favorites were, but some of my favorites were. Art, I mean, everyone talks about the archery. The archery is actually really good. Um, I I felt like everyone. I thought was worried that everyone was overselling it, but it was a lot of fun. Um, definitely get the feeling of like you know, the pulling the you know with the you get the feeling of like using a bow and arrow with the with the nunchuck and Wii. Um, I do like it, and the Wii Motion Plus is pretty much what it promised to be, you know, one-to-one movement. We, did, I mean, we started right out with sword play, so uh, it that was, you know, a real testament to how good the Wii Motion Plus is over the original Wii, just Wii Motion. Um, so that was fun, uh, swinging our arms around like idiots, like being all like kung fu, well, not kung fu, but, you know, like, like uh, ninjutsu, sword play, whatever, like, I mean, making sound effects and being just dumb about it. It was fun. Um, archery was really fun. Hang on, I need a drink. This time I'm drinking out of a bottle of water instead of a cup, so I can't really make slurpy noises. Um, so, uh, what else was there? Uh, we liked that. I liked the frisbee. I don't think she liked the frisbee as much, um, but I really liked it because I, I feel I am pr- pretty good at throwing a frisbee, which I did very well at the frisbee event. Um, I, I don't know if we unlocked the Frisbee Golf yet or not, but, uh, I, I definitely want to try that out, which I haven't done yet, because I like golf and I like Frisbee and Frisbee Golf. I've never actually tried before, but it seems like a good time. Um, I do not like golf in Wii Sports Resort, though. I don't know if she does or not, but, uh, I didn't like we the original Wii Sports Golf. I felt it was stupid, and I feel now with the Wii Motion Plus, it's even stupider. <laughs> More stupid. It's just, uh, it's... <laughs> I don't like the fact that you can't swing full power. I mean, if you go out on a golf course and you actually swing a club, if you want to swing at your maximum potential, you're not going to just because you swing at your maximum potential doesn't mean it's going to draw or fade or not draw or fade. I'm sorry, hook or slice. Uh but in this, you know, obviously if you overswing it, it forces it into a hook or a slice, which is just ridiculous. Um I want to find out if Tiger Woods uh, on on the Wii does it because I would like to try Tiger Woods with the Wii Motion Plus, but if it if it's the same kind of concept where you can overshoot, that's dumb. I mean, you can overshoot by your own stupidity because like if you need to go a certain amount of yardage and you use too much power and you overshoot, that's fine. But it shouldn't force a hook or slice. That's just stupid. Um, so I hate Wii Sports Resort Golf, <laughs> and uh, I don't think I'll touch that again. Um, Ping pong is mad fun, a uh, lot better than I mean. Well, I don't know if I'd say a lot better. I mean, tennis in the original game was fun too, but this I do like the fact that you can, uh, you know, rotate your wrist to get a lot of uh, more ball action, <laughs> um, and uh, you can get some really. Uh, I like the fact that you can like you know, lob it up soft, or you know, you can really strike like you can, uh, whatever, you can spike it so to speak. Um, I don't know if it's called spiking in uh, in ping pong or not, but you know you can slam it hard. <laughs> this sounds so bad. Um, so that was fun. Uh, we don't have two Wii Motion Pluses, so we couldn't play against each other, which is stupid about of Nintendo. Like, I think they should have packed in two. I mean, cut your losses and pack in two Wii Motion Pluses. I mean, you're not including a controller, so I think. I mean, if we play can come with a fucking controller, why can't you pack two Wii Motion Pluses into Wii Sports Resort? I mean, you're just, that. that is just, you know, straight up, hey, we want to steal your, well, not steal your money, but we want your money and you're going to pay it because you're going to want another one of these once you play one player, you know, you're going to have two, you're going to want to have multiple people playing, so give us your fucking money. Damn you, Nintendo. Um, 
So uh, we weren't really able to play games against each other that required two, but we were able to play other games against each other, like, uh, for instance, bowling. I really like the bowling. Um, it is, you know, it's pretty much the same as bowling on the regular Wii Sports. It's uh, just more refined with the Wii Motion Plus. Um, we can You can definitely do a lot of... Uh, to get a lot of spin on the ball. Uh, in the original Wii Motion... I, in real life, I've never been able to do any cross-alley spin. Like, my, like Charlie, for those of you who, remember, who know Charlie from Game Slaves, uh, he, when I used to bowl with him, he could do the thing where like, you're like on one extreme side of the lane and then you throw it and it hooks like... It goes out and then hooks all the way back in and you get a strike and it's fucking crazy. I don't understand how people do it. So in real life, I just throw the ball straight. In uh, the original Wii Sports, I just would bowl straight. Um, and I would do fairly well. I mean, there was one game in particular where I had marked out every... Like, I'd gotten a mark, whatever it's called. I, I don't remember the terms now. It's been so long since I've done quote-unquote... Well, I won't say professional, but since I've done league bowling. But, uh, I mean, I got a mark in every frame, and uh, I would think 8 out of the 10 frames were strikes, uh, and it was 2 spares. So, like, I struck struck out the 10th frame. Um but uh, two of the frames within the game were spares, so I didn't get a full 300, which annoyed the hell out of me. But anyway, I did fairly good at the original Wii Sports. Um, so uh, this one, I feel like, um, I feel like it actually hurts my game because when I try to throw straight, there's more of a chance I can twist my wrist and cause too much spin or not enough or whatever, and not hit the pocket exactly where I want to. But I did try doing some cross alley spin, and I was able to do that and actually get some pretty decent strikes with it. Uh, it was actually pretty pretty fun that way. Um, so I like that. Uh, and then there's the additional modes. They In the original one, they had the one, they had the mode where you start with like uh, a set number of pins and they would keep adding rows of pins till you wound up with like a 100 pin. They have the 100 pin game in this, but this one it's just three frames of the 100 pins, which I kind of don't like. I preferred it the old way. Um, I felt it was like a, a good build-up, you know, um, this one, I, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, uh, what else was there? I'm, like, going into depth, too much into depth on each game. Um, there was canoeing, which uh, my girlfriend really enjoyed. I know that. Uh, she actually found out that there's a game in the practice mode, which, like, she was originally just joking around trying to get... You're in this lake with these ducks, and she was just joking around trying to catch a duck, and it actually wound up, like, making a noise and then following her. And there's a mama duck or whatever swimming around, and she wound up going over by the mama duck, and the baby duck attached to the mama. So, mama! <laughs> um, so she was like, oh! So she discovered that there's this mini game where you got to collect all the ducks in the lake and bring it to the mother duck. And, uh, mother ducker. Uh, and uh, so then once she was done, she was like, oh, what's going to happen when I'm done? And all I did was give her a time. <laughs> and so she was a little bit annoyed about that. But, uh, it was interesting to find out that, you know, she messed around and discovered this, like, other little game that was in there. Um, so, uh, but then the canoeing part she likes, uh, and I found it fun, too. I know some people have been complaining because it's just, like, you know, a repetitive rowing motion and that, nothing too much fun about that. But, I don't know, we were being competitive with our times for it, so uh, it was fun for us. Um wakeboarding is alright, you just kind of like, the problem with wakeboarding is um, that you, you're supposed to like hit the wake, for those who don't know what wakeboarding is, you're, you know, being pulled by a speedboat uh, with, you know, a rope thing, a ski rope thing, and you're on a wakeboard, um, and uh, the boat makes a wake behind it, <laughs> um, and your board hits the wake and goes up in the air, 
and you're supposed to do tricks and stuff. The only problem is that there's no real indication of how you should twist and turn the Wii Remote to do particular tricks. It's kind of just go up in the air, flail the Wii Remote, hope you do a trick, and then most the most important thing is to land straight so that the trick counts. Um, so that's a little bit fun. Uh, the airplane one where you're flying a plane around the island I really liked. Uh, you know, it's a mediocre pilot wings kind of knockoff game. Uh, you're just flying around trying to hit these um, certain targets, uh, which are like landmark tar Like they're just like basically like above the landmarks of the island and exp- like tell you a little bit about the landmarks. Um, but it's just cool to fly the plane around. Uh, I think I'm pretty much running out of the games to talk about. I can't really remember other ones, um, at least not off the top of my head. So. I might just end it there unless I can think of anything else. I should have turned it on so I could have explained stuff. I mean, I went golf, bowling, archery, uh, frisbee, canoeing, wakeboarding, plane thing, (laughs) ping pong. I feel like there's like three or four games I'm missing. Oh, bicycling. Um, That was one I wanted to talk about because that, that had the potential to be fun. If see certain Wii games, they don't give you enough control over things, and other ones they give you too much control. Because with the bicycling, I really felt like they should have just had it auto steer, and all you had to do was like you know pump your hands to do the pedaling motion to uh, get speed up or whatever. Um, I didn't mind the whole pumping my hands thing to do the speed and like trying to like draft behind people or whatever and like conserve energy when it needed to be. I don't like the fact that they let you steer because the steer throwing in the steering mechanic it's too much to like process at the same time like to lean and stuff and get your steering right. Like I we me and my bro- girlfriend both had trouble with it just like going too far off to the left and right and just like it was just really bad. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I wish they had a, like, I wish they had done auto-steering for that. Um, the other game I can remember real quick, because it just came into my head, was the, uh, the Wave Race style game, the jet skiing game, uh, which, it's alright, I mean, it, <laughs> the, pro- the problem with that is that I would expect, like, in my head, the controller needs to be one... They should have not used the nunchuck and the uh, Wiimote in that one. They should have just been the Wiimote. Um, and then you just, like, tilt the Wiimote to turn. Uh, the problem is that they use both. And it's supposed to be because you can twist your wrist. Like, if you picture yourself holding, like, motorcycle handles or something, you know, you would twist the handle to, like, accelerate or whatever. So if the nunchuck's in your uh, right hand or whatever, you're picture, you have to picture yourself twisting the nunchuck to, like, you know give it some gas, get a, uh, you get a speed boost that way. Now, the problem is, with it being separated like that, steering is hard because it's hard to con- to keep your hands, like, as if it was one long bar. So, like, my hands would go all over the place and I'd be steering all awkwardly and stuff. So when I play that game, I have to push the two together to keep it as one, like, entity or whatever and then control it that way, which definitely made it easier for me. The only problem was then with boosting, I'd have to twist both my wrists and it was like an awkward motion. Um, so there's, again, I feel like, I feel like that could have been a better designed game. Um, all right. So yeah, I think that I'm going to, Oh, basketball. (laughs) I just remember the basketball one. Uh, which after that, I think I'm only missing one, which I can't remember what it is, but either way, it's not that important. Uh, as far as basketball goes, um, it's 
I don't know. I mean, I couldn't figure out exactly what I was doing wrong. Uh, like, I don't know how precise you have to be with your shot. Maybe I'm just really terrible at basketball. But I was actually giving it my all, jumping, you know, trying to, like, hit the top of the shot, you know, the arc or whatever, and shooting how I know how to shoot a basketball. I've played basketball, um, like, for school sports and stuff like that. So, I mean, I know how to shoot a basketball. Uh, I know the proper motion for it and everything. And, I don't know, I've missed most of the shots in the three-point challenge. Um, my girlfriend ran a rack, which I was very surprised at. So, like, and, I don't know, it just, it, it, Seems like it could be fun if I knew what the hell I was doing wrong or how to do it properly, whatever. But anyway, okay, so I'm done talking about Wii Sports Resort. It is a lot of fun if you're the type of person who played a lot of Wii Sports uh, with a lot of people. I mean, it's one of those things where I can't imagine it being too much fun on your own. Um, there might be a few games that you might enjoy playing on your own, but uh, it's definitely, if you're somebody who plays a lot of Wii Sports with people, there's no question about buying this. Just go buy it. Um, the only thing is that you'll be forced to buy the extra Wii Motion Pluses, which is stupid. Um, I uh, I liked it so much that I was annoyed that the Wii, you know, automatically populates additional Mii's into the game. That, like, you know, it's just random Mii's. So I was like, fuck that. I want Mii's that, like, I would at least recognize or whatever. So there's a handful of Mii's on my girlfriend's Wii, like, from her family and friends and stuff. But uh, there wasn't enough, so I went ahead and I made, um, I found a site online that shows you how to make quote-unquote celebrity me's. Um, and so I made a bunch of celebrity me's. Uh, some of the ones off the top of my head that I remember making are Steven Spielberg, uh, Whoopi Goldberg, uh, Conan O'Brien, um, Samuel L. Jackson, uh, Robert De Niro. Uh, there were more girl ones. Uh, Yoko Ono. Um, so, uh, oh, Courtney Love. Like, I made a bunch of celebrity ones to try to fill it out, and I'll probably do more because it, it's just something funny to do and, uh, like, helps fill out the, the, um, me, me's in Wii Sports. I need our drink. Okay. So that about covers Wii Sports Resort. Um, now let me think about PC stuff. Uh, and... I mean, the last time I did one of these, I talked about all the betas that I've been in, and since then, I haven't really played much of any of them. Um, the, I really didn't play any more of the Tiger Woods PGA Tour online beta thing. Uh, like I mentioned before, I was annoyed that, you know, it with the whole music problem, that they don't have an option to turn the in-game music off. And it's just, there's only so much golf I can play on my own. I enjoy playing golf games with other people, and so, I don't know, that kind of got boring really quick. Um... The Magic, uh, the M10 beta that I was in, uh, I'd still go back and play that occasionally just to get in a quick draft, but the draft uh, format isn't exactly the way I wanted it to be. Uh, it's like, nor like well, I mean, I mentioned, I talked about the way I like it before, so I'm not going to go into depth again. Oh, excuse me. Um, yeah, so I'm not going to go into depth again on it. I'll suffice it to say that, like, it... it it's not the exact way that I like it to be, so I don't play it that much. Um, and then Dungeons and Dragons Online, I did figure out a way to change the controls, and actually I hooked up a three, you know, a USB 360 controller, and I set it up to actually play like uh, using the controller to play like Oblivion, which was actually fun. The only problem is it just there's something about it that just doesn't feel quite right. So I um like I don't know I kept messing around. I spent like 
two hours of game time constantly going in, adjusting controls, going back out, trying them, and not being completely happy with them. So, I don't know, like, eventually I just gave up on that, and I haven't really been back to play that since either. And all in all, I mean, these betas are fun to have free games to play, but, I mean, even when Dungeons & Dragons Online goes, like, out of beta and free to play and stuff, I don't know if I'm actually going to play it. Um, Magic Online is just a game that I'll go back to and play occasionally when I want to spend money on cards and play, like, an actual tournament. Um, And Tiger Woods Online, I don't know if that's going to be free to play or not, but it depends on how they... How how what what they end up doing a multiplayer? Um, I did uh, get a newsletter though saying that they were going to that they closed the beta for now. I mean, I'm automatically going to be invited to play, participate in the next phase of beta because once you're invited once, I guess it's just you know you're permanently allowed as part of the beta. Um, and in the next phase, they're going to have the true swing mechanic implemented. So I may go back and try that some more to try out the true swing and see how that feels. But even so, I mean, the multiplayer mechanic is what matters to me, and if it's just going to constantly be me alone playing golf, I don't know about that. Now, something I did play on my PC uh, is I played um, Portal, uh, actually, last night before I recorded this. Uh, because I have to get myself into a normal sleep, well, a quote-unquote normal sleep schedule, I mean a sleep schedule for my job, where I have to stay up all night on nights when I'm not working, um, my girlfriend was sleeping and I had to stay up, so I got like I needed to do something that a would like be quiet, so you know using headphones on my computer wouldn't really bother her, and b didn't require online because of my constant network problems. So I was like, "Fuck it, I haven't played Portal in over a year. I'm gonna play that." And went through and played the whole thing straight through again, and that game totally holds up. I mean, even if you like as a multiple playthrough, as a and especially as a quick one-shot playthrough. I mean. I beat it in about two to three hours, like like I beat it the first time, and uh, this time I was actually trying for one of the achievements because I never got the achievement for knocking off the uh, 33 security cameras or something like that. Um, I'm so annoyed because I think I was two or three short at the end of the game, um, and once you beat the game, that's it. Like the only way for me to do that now would be to be go back through again and try to find them. Um, so uh, that was slightly annoying, but um. I mean, even just in terms of the game itself, it was still so much fun. I uh, had a blast playing through it again. And, uh, you know, even at the end when that song came on, it made me smile again. Even though I've, it's definitely been overplayed, I overheard it. Just, like, going, getting through the game and getting to the song. Like, it's just... It's definitely a feeling of, like, yes, this is the way this game should end. It's a perfect ending. Um, so, I... Uh, I mean... I would highly recommend Portal to anybody who hasn't played it since it came out or to anybody who just hasn't played it for some strange reason. Um, Yeah, so that's about it for everything I've been playing. Uh, I don't know what's been going on in the world of video game news because I haven't really checked much. Um, And stuff. And yeah, I don't know if there's anything else to talk about. My throat hurts. And I totally went way longer on this episode than I probably should have for uh, for the ability to upload it, but we'll see. Oh, so I do want to mention that um, I uh, like I mentioned in my other my last recording about going on Facebook if you want to check out some of my videos that I'm doing about life in Boston. But um, the I mentioned the rock band video going to the rock band party, and that video is up on my Facebook now. So I mean. I would, I mean, if you're into Rock Band, I might suggest checking it out, because it's a, I think it's a cool video, uh, and I put a lot of work into, like, editing it and stuff and getting it to a decent length and looking 
cool, I guess. Um, but if you just want to check out a sweet ass rock band party um, and watch a drunk people, a lot of drunk people play rock band while wearing costumes, then I recommend going to my Facebook, uh, PeteVellucciJr.com, two L's, two C's, or just Facebook.com/Riven R Y V V N. And uh, you don't even have to be my friend to view the videos. I They should all be set for everyone to view them. So, I mean, even if you don't want to add me as a friend on Facebook, if you have a Facebook or you just want to sign up for Facebook for free, you know, you can go check out the videos without actually having to befriend me. Um, I mean, I would ask that you befriend me and leave a comment if you go see them because um, I like to know that people are actually watching the videos. But uh, you don't have to if you don't want to. Um, so, yeah, there's that. There's uh, what else? I mean, that's really the only place you can catch me, uh, unless you want to catch me on Steam at, you know, so my Steam user ID is Riven, uh, Xbox 360 ID gamertag thing is GS space Riven, um, and my PS3 thing is Riven, in case anybody wants to catch me on PS3. Uh, I have no idea what the fuck my Wii friend code is, so don't even ask. <laughs> um, not like I play any Wii games online anyway. So, I guess that about does it. And I will uh, hopefully be on the podcast at some point. It sucks that I won't. That you know this job is gonna kind of screw that up for me. But I wouldn't ask the guys to like accommodate for my schedule because I mean I know it's hard enough for them to record when they do as it is. Um, but hopefully I'll be able to get back on there at some point and not take like you know a forever hiatus like other former members of the Trigames podcast. <laughs> Tony, <laughs> you should get back on. Um, and like, you know, Slunks is, you know, hooked up with a woman now, so he's never on, so I feel bad. Um, but yeah, uh, hopefully they'll, um, yeah, hopefully I'll be on, hopefully the, the episodes will still be good without me. I, I know that's, that's gonna be hard for, you know, Austin and Al to accomplish, but, and hopefully I'll be back on soon, and I hope all you bastards miss me, and, uh, yeah, if you still wanna, like, if you need to direct any comments or questions towards me, just, uh, email Austin, and he can pass them along to me, and I can discuss, if you have, like, a question that you want me to answer, I can discuss it during one of my, one of these Trilobite-ish recordings. Anyway, yeah, I'm rambling again, and I need to stop this, so I will talk to you whenever I talk to you. Bye. Peace. I'm out.